This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. Wrestling Network, friends and family, welcome to this week's episode of your home for everything up-to-date, current, and right now, professional wrestling, Place to Be Nation's main event. I am your tri-host, Scott Criscolo. Hello, welcome to uh, this week's episode, and it is jam-packed, just like this weekend is. Uh, This is probably the busiest weekend of wrestling since WrestleMania weekend, when, you know, there's 68 shows in four days. This is almost as close. Starting, if you're listening to this as it drops Friday morning, starting tonight. One show tonight, one show tomorrow afternoon, and then two shows, two, on Sunday. Three different promotions, four brands. Sounds like the tagline for Vengeance 01, which I did watch the other day. Um, we got a lot to talk about, so let's do it. Let me bring in one of the other members of the team. He is my cohort on the pot of honor and i'm with him on many other things good evening Stephen aloysius willie well hello and i'd like to bring in our third mystery guest today <gasps> it's sabu <laughs> he's got his suit on and do you want to make a bet that, do you think sabu's going to throw a fireball on on saturday is that the only reason he's going to be there? Is just to throw a fireball at Chris Jericho? <laughs> you mean Sunday? Sunday, Saturday. I don't know what days. See what I mean? There's just so much wrestling. We don't even know what the hell's going on. I honestly, okay. don't. I, I honestly thought it was Saturday. I, or yeah, I really did. <laughs> uh, our Godfather Nate uh, Nathaniel Milton will be will be joining us uh, in the next fifteen minutes or so. He's getting um, the flash paper. He's getting the flash paper, yes. And let's not, you know, let's do the fake, uh, the fake Paul Bearer burn skin for like seven months, like in <laughs> 1997. Um, but Steve Willie, tonight, of course, as we mentioned this week, it is one of the busiest weekends, um, one of the busiest weekends in wrestling, because again, we have four shows in three days, starting tonight, and all over the globe, we have London, Ontario. Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, Lowell, Massachusetts, and Whoa. Las Vegas, Nevada. We are all over the fucking place. All over. Crazy. Um, not I mean it's it's just like our past uh WrestleMania weekends, you know, where we go to cage match or whatever the whoever does that <laughs> yes. through 462 GCW shows in in a, in a day and a half. Um, but all the shows are very, um, very interesting. Of course, we are talking about, uh, t- if you're listening to this on Friday morning, or Friday when it drops, tonight in London, Ontario, is Under Siege, the uh, uh, Impact show, which, by the way, this is not a pay-per-view. Uh, this is, I don't know if you knew this, uh, Stephen, 
Uh, this is uh, on Impact Plus. So if you have Impact Plus, this is absolutely free. No extra. So I may throw it on. If I'm, if I'm at work tomorrow night, I might throw it on. Uh, we will go over that show tonight. Also, Saturday from Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, it is Night of Champions. Oh, God, I forgot about that. Yep. <laughs> Night of Champions. Try to think like, oh, is it GC? The, I know there's a GCW show before Double or Nothing. <laughs> I wonder what the four were. Seriously, oh, is there a GCW show too? That makes five. Yeah, there's a there before. It's in Vegas before Double or Nothing. Oh, for Christ's sakes! It's What's it called? GCW Casino Garbage Can Wrestling. I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, let's go Cage Match. Vegas Tetanus Night. Night of the Tetanus. (laughs) What the hell is, uh, Jesus, now I gotta look up that? Fucking A. I got it. I got you. So we'll look at that. And then, uh, uh, then Sunday, we have three shows now. We have GCW, um, Lifestyle, that's what it's called. No, that's tomorrow night. That's tonight, I should say. GCW Lifestyle is tonight but is there one on sunday <laughs> there's a nxt show there's oh. a friday in vegas yeah friday I, I, I how how do we keep up with this stuff jesus <laughs> so saturday there's a gcw versus fsw2 whatever the hell that means um and then we've got uh Oh my God! Then there's a best of the Super Junior show. Oh yeah, that's that's probably finishing up too. Um, Dominion's coming up in a little over a week. Yeah. Oh my God. We'll talk about that in our next episode. Um, yeah, I don't see a GCW show on Sunday. I do see one Friday tonight and tomorrow Saturday in Vegas. Yeah, I see a. Future Stars of Wrestling versus GCW. Yeah, that's on Saturday. Tonight, Friday, if you're listening to this on Friday, is GCW Lifestyle. And that is at the Silver Nugget Casino. Wow, it's like old school AWA. Wow, of course it is. Um, Yeah. The card is, uh, it's a six-man, what is it? Six-man tag three-way. So you have Jack Cartwheel, Starboy Charlie, and Titus Alexander versus Bussy, which is Ali Catch and Effie, and Mance Warner. Mancer. And, and then there's Los Mazios, Mazios, Ciclope, Miedo Extremo, and John Wayne Murdoch. Then there's Dark Sheik versus Blake Christian, Maki Ito versus Sandra Moon, Matt Cardona and Steph Delander versus Joey Janela and Sawyer Wreck. For the GCW Ultraviolent title, Rina Yamashita against Cole Radrick. And then a triple threat, Gringo Loco versus Commander versus Elio Del Vikingo, which is probably going to be the best match. Most likely. Yeah, then they also, like, literally within the last hour, uh, announced Jordan Oliver versus uh, my favorite, Zack Sabre Jr. I don't know if that's for the New Japan TV title or not, but that will that will be a fun match. Yes. But yeah, though, that Lucha match will be the best match. And uh, yeah, it actually looks, a lot of the GCW cards, there might be a match here that I'm intrigued by. But this looks like a pretty good show. Mm. I do not fight see. Us, you can just fast forward and get, <laughs> find the good right. stuff that you enjoy. Right. Um, 
cage match is not of a card for that FSW versus GCW show. It's just that might be a smaller show. I don't. Yeah, know. It's on I fight. Think... It'll be on yeah. fight. So, um, but obviously tonight is under siege from London, Ontario, and then tomorrow, Saturday, if you're listening to this on Friday, then Saturday is, uh, uh, Night of Champions from Jeddah, and a uh, rumor came out. Uh, I don't know rumor, but. I guess they are going the uh, World Heavyweight Championship, the new belt or the belt that's been reintroduced that AJ Styles and uh, Seth Rollins will be wrestling for Saturday is the continuation of the World Heavyweight Championship lineage that started in 2002 with Triple H. So they're it's not a brand new lineage. How? <laughs> I'd like to see the charts. <laughs> yes, I want the analytics. So where's the, the Raw and SmackDown? What's the man? I see. I used to know this stuff left and right, but over the years, I it just it's oh, just we all have passed it. me by. Yeah, I mean, we all have, and now it's just become a fucking mess. Um, the worst thing, and I've said this to everybody, the worst thing that happened was to this whole title situation was the whole title versus, versus title last year at Mania in Dallas. Once mm-hmm. you gave, once you gave, um, uh, Roman both belts. Now he's got two lineages. The mm-hmm. the thousand day reign is just for the universal title. The WWE title he's only held since last year. So it, they fucked the whole thing up. That was that was a bad decision to merge to to get to have Roman hold both belts because now you've got like five you know like a, like you know a zillion world heavyweight titles now. Right. So the whole thing's a mess. But anyway, then on Sunday. We have, um, we have Doble Onada, Double Onada, in Vegas, Double Nothing, and Battleground NXT in um, Lowell, Massachusetts, and I, I know a few PTBers that are actually going. So um, that should be fun. So. Four shows and GCW. So, like, five shows in three days. It's ridiculous. And there's a bunch of other stuff. Progress has a show this weekend. Yeah. Um, and that, that looks like it's going to be a, a pretty good one, like a return to form. Not that they're not really affiliated with WWE anymore. I know Nigel's out there. And, uh, yeah, they're going to have a their big, was it Strong yep. Style 16, it's I think it's Strong called? Strong Style 16 Tournament Edition Tag 1. Uh, let's see, there's, here are the matches. This is on, uh, this is, uh, Saturday in, uh, London. Big Damo versus Kid Le- Lycos. Lycos. Robbie X versus Nick Wayne. Nathan Cruz versus Maggot. Oh. Will Ospreay versus Tate Mayfairs. Mark Haskins versus Leon Slater. Danny Black versus Charles Crowley. Shigehiro Iray versus Man Like Darice. And Rob Shit. And Rob Shit. And Rampage Brown versus Luke Jacobs. So that's the progress show. Yeah, Mark Haskins was... W's got a show. Um, Impact's got a taping. They have the... It's called the Fallout. I don't think there's an actual card. Oh, there is an actual card. Under Siege 2. Under Siege 2. Gary Busey. (laughs) Gary Busey. Steven Seagal's even fatter. (laughs) Um, uh, Yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. The, the let's uh let's get a start here uh we've got under siege the big 
Impact show taking place uh, tonight, if you're listening to this on Friday, tonight from London, Ontario at uh, the Western Fair District Agriplex. What do you think, uh, Steve, before I get started, what are your thoughts on what seems like uh, Impact is kind of taking like the Canada market? Almost yeah, they really have. From AEW, you know, yeah, WWE. AEW has got like a two-week stretch that they're going to do the Owen Hart Cup and right. Forbidden Door. Um, but yeah, and WWE doesn't really go there that much. Well, they have that that big um, show for Elimination Chamber. Right. Hot crowd. Mm-hmm. I think I think, uh, I think Aaron George went um, to that show. But I feel like they've been doing a ton of stuff there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, when they because when they got bought up by Anthem for that while, Anthem based in Canada, and so they would do a lot of shows out of there. But it's an easy it's an easy trip as long as you can get over there without getting busted for something. You know, just east of Toronto, just west of Buffalo. Right. So. I think, I think that's where Slammiversary is. I think Slammiversary is in, is in, is in, uh, well, let's see. The next show after this, also at Impact Monthly, is, uh, is, um, Against All Odds. And that is June 9th. And that will be at. Oh no, that's in Columbus, Ohio. Columbus, Ohio. Um, and Steve Macklin will be defending the uh, world title against somebody. We'll get more into that when we do the Under Siege build. Um, I'm trying. I'm sorry, folks. I'm just trying to figure out. I know there's a future, sh- another big show coming up in Canada too. Um. There's Forbidden Door. There's all like the week and a half, two weeks of shows for there. Is there a WWE show coming up there? In Canada? No, I don't think so. Oh, no. Emergence is on August 27th. That's in London, Ontario. That's in Toronto. That's the Rebel Entertainment Complex. Wow. So they are going there quite a bit. Yeah. Where is Slammiversary? Let me see. Slammiversary. Let's see. Slammiversary, um, which is, yeah, July 15th in Windsor, Ontario. Oh, so that, that's actually smart because that's right around when AEW is there. You can kind of piggyback. Yeah, at St. Clair College. Then they're doing a Multiverse United, too. Oh, cool. When is that same time? That's August 20th in Philly combo with new japan of course yeah i watched some of that with um the wrestlemania weekend yes. show it's a yep. it's a nice looking show yeah i agree um so the, i just I, I knew that was in my head that i felt like impact was really like tapping into the canada market um and they are i mean they got a ton of ton of shows coming up in uh you know in and around the central part of Canada Toronto Windsor etc so 
obviously WWE before um before Elimination Chamber back in February. I can't remember the last time WWE was in Canada. That part I don't know. Hmm. Wow, well, this I, I didn't even realize some of the. So we got the Under Siege card here. Mm-hmm. So we got Joe Hendry versus Dirty Dango in the yep. pre-show match. Yep. Um, That's for the uh, digital media title. I, I, yeah, I don't even know what that is. Nah, um, tag team title match, Ace Austin and Chris Bay against Subculture. I didn't even know these guys were in Impact. And Mark, Mark Andrews, Andrews and Flash, Flash Morgan, Morgan Webster. Webster. Yeah. yeah, former NXT UK guys. I have no idea who Danny Luna is. I don't uh, either. She was also on NXT UK. Then your boy, Nick Aldis, against yes. Kenneth yes. King. Yeah, Kenny will be eating the pin on that. Um, Trinity, Trinity yeah. will be debuting against Savannah Evans with Giselle Shaw and Jay Vidal. I have a feeling Trinity's probably going to win that match. Yeah, that's setting up for a Trinity versus Giselle Shaw match that Trinity has been talking about. Um, it got very, very positive reviews for mm. her for her debut. And like a little bit of a different style and had a submission move. So. Right. Yep. I saw some people like like the tribalism upset that she's in impact like like who cares <laughs> like she's she's happy she took a year off let let her work where she wants to work i'm sure they're i'm sure trinity and uh the you know i'm sure she's doing well with with money and her husband yeah i'm kind of done with tri- i'm kind of done with tribalism in general i'm just kind of done with it okay we, we should maybe talk about that in one show in the in the future just, just the, tribalism in general. I agree. Yeah, wrestling tribalism and uh, the utter pointlessness of it, to be honest. And yeah. why it's not. The, uh, yeah, I definitely, I, I've been, you know, it's funny you mentioned that, Steve, because I've been kind of kicking that around as a future, as one of, you know, on a, on a week where we have like, you know, this quiet stuff going on, no shows coming up or whatever. Uh, I feel like that's a, that could be a good topic. Maybe we'll get a few people on. Maybe we'll do a little roundtable action and uh, get, maybe we'll get people that, that are fans of specific, like, you know, maybe we'll get JD and, and uh, Boogie on. Uh, because they do the AEW show, and then we can get Jay Hinchy on, and he could, you know, fire up everybody. <laughs> um, I love you, Hinch. Um, then we have a six man: Rich Swan, Sammy Callahan, and TBA against the Design, Deaner Angels, and Khan. Deaner, Deaner, not Greg. Uh, then there's a six way match to determine who will get the. Uh, world title shot at against all odds and it's between Alex Shelley, Eddie Edwards Frankie K, Gresham Moose and Yumora. Trey Miguel defends the X title against uh, Chris Sabin, that could be, that'll be very fun Deanna Praza will defend the knockouts title against Jordan Grace and if Jordan loses she can no longer challenge for the title as long as uh, Deanna is champion and then of course her husband our champion's husband, the other champion Steve Macklin will defend the world title against PCO in a no DQ match, which could get kind of sloppy. In yeah, a fun there's there's going to be a couple thuds in that match. Nothing really yeah. totally standing out here. Um, I think the tag team title match will be fun because I haven't seen Mandrews wrestle in a long time. The six-way match could be good. Mm-hmm. I just don't... I, I haven't seen much of Chris Sabin lately as a single. Um, so, yeah, not... And then... I'm assuming Jordan Grace is losing because she's really made it seem like she's going to do some bodybuilding for a while and taking some time off. It's an interesting uh, little okay. card. It, it, it's not a pay-per-view level card. 
And I'm sure that no, wrestling good. will be it, it, the impacts wrestling is almost always great. Right. I agree. The six way is interesting. Let's talk about this for a minute. So Alex Shelley, Eddie Edwards, Frankie K, Gresham, Moose, and Yumora. The winner will get Macklin or PCO at Against All Odds, the next show in, I think it's June 5th. Um, part of me thinks Gresham's going to win. But I would not be surprised if they went the kind of lifetime achievement route and Shelley wins. And Steve Macklin, is he a face or a heel? I, I, I think just, he's a heel. I, think okay, I thought heel. so, too. Um, they really, I, I feel like they really need to build him up. Because uh, every time I see him, I forget who he is. That he was, you know, like Steve Cutler. And I, I feel like they need just to build that name a little bit more. And by doing so, you need to put him over a lot of people. So, yeah, Gresham was the first one that stood out there. Alex Shelley is a good one, too. Eddie Edwards is kind of a tweener. Kazarian's a heel. Yumura's just, he's kind of, you know, he's on his excursion. He's a mid-carter. And I, they flip so many times, and I'm just not watching enough, where I'm not sure if Gresham is a, a face or a heel at this point as well. Yeah, I think he's yeah. I can. I think he's going to win. I think it's going to be Gresham. I'll agree with you. I uh, yeah. I think Gresham is the obvious pick, but I I got a I got a funny feeling about I got a funny feeling about Alex Shelley as like mm-hmm. an upset. Um, I think Kenny is obviously eating the pin on Alex Omega. Pick. Yeah. No. <laughs> One person would like him to eat pins, but he'll debut on Collision because we have to premiere every show in Chicago. Um, well, that one I get. Everyone, Steve, because they always yeah. get him. But uh, we need a new show. Let's get punk. Um, but I think that'll be a fun match with him and Kenny. Kenny has the most – I got the great – I remember the greatest heel he'd ever in live, on a live show ever when I went to the G1 Supercar to the Garden and Kenny King tossed out – both uh, Muda and um, Liger, oh. as they were both staring at each other. <laughs> Total heel heat from Kenny there. <laughs> um, Trey Miguel's been X Division champ for a while, huh? Yeah. It's an it's an interesting roster right now. A lot of kind of old school TNA guys. There's, um, I just lost the card here. You know, some not many WWE castovers, to be honest, as I'm looking at it. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say Rich Swan is a WWE guy by any means. Not for now. Nah. He's been gone a while. Yeah, like Connor, you know, from and Dirty Dongo. That's about it, really. That NXT UK guys. But that doesn't really count. You know, some guys who have been around forever, like your Shelleys and Edwards and Kazarians and. Yeah, it's an interesting, interesting card. Um, yeah, it is. I uh, I like Savannah Evans. I met her. She's nice. Um, 
I feel like Trinity can get the kind of push in Impact like her her girl. Um, uh, Mercedes did before she mm-hmm. popped her popped her knee or whatever. What do you think about that, huh? Oof, that sucks. That was interesting. Um, it sucks. It sounds like it's an ankle. They really haven't said how long she's going to be out for. Because there's been rumblings that she might be at Forbidden Door as well. Um, yeah, for those who don't know, at the latest New Japan show that was in California, I think it was called Remergence. Or Re-Emergence or Remerinch. Um, Re-Emergence. <laughs> Reassurance. Yeah. Um, Reassurance. Insurance. Progressive. So there was a little four-woman tournament to determine the NJPW Strong women's champion so one that's more defended in the united states and on the strong show that's weekly and it was pretty clear that mercedes monet was going to win and she was going against willow nightingale from aew in the finals Mm -hmm. and mercedes went for you know kind of a regular dive it sounded like the top rope to the floor like a cross body block and just fell on her ankle weird and there's some thought that she broke it but she knew it was injured I went back in the ring and knew something was wrong and told Willow to give her a finisher. So Willow gave her like this or sit out power bomb, like Liger bomb move. And the referee didn't know what to do. So he counted two, but Mercedes didn't kick out. And so the ref kind of looked dumb. So like Mercedes just said, do it again to, to her. So Willow gave her a second Liger bomb referee counted three. And so basically, and it was confirmed that it was an audible. Um, and that Mercedes was kind of the one who did it. And yeah, Willow Nightingale is the NJPW. NJ- that's hard to say. NJPW strong women's champion now. So yeah, very interesting. And I agree. I agree. So, uh, and we just got word from our uh, our other tri host, the uh, F, that he will be <laughs> Sabu, that he will be um, he will be uh, with us shortly. Um, so again, the next night on, uh, the next night, I don't know if this is taped or if this is just a, a, like a house show, but there's a under siege fallout show. Um, and it's Trinity versus Savannah Evans in a rematch. The good hands against subculture. Eddie Edwards against Yumora. In a tag match, Deanna Perrazzo and Killer Kelly. She had an NWA world title shot a couple years ago. Against Giselle Shaw and Masha Slamovich. Danny Luna against Jody Threat. Joe Hendry against Sheldon Jean. Or is it Sheldon John? I don't know. Silesia Sparks against Tara Tara Rise. Wow. Where Where are these... Silesia Sparks, like during some of the Ring of Honor dark times, was like one of the only women on the roster, and she was like a bodyguard for somebody, I believe. Yeah, Hmm. strange. Interesting. Terrorizing, well, we all know who that is. Um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh, Trey Miguel against Boopinder Gujar, and then Heath against Champagne Singh. Jeez, it's like an entirely separate roster. 
It really is. Under Siege card. <laughs> I know. Like half the guys, obviously Macklin's not on PCO. They're not going to tip their hand on who the champion is, I assume. So, yeah. So that's the Western Fair District Agriplex in uh, London, Ontario. And that is, uh, that's tomorrow night, Saturday, or tomorrow. And then, of course, uh, I think Impact will have their regular show uh, during the week. So, um, so I got Impact. We got GCW. Should we do NXT first? Why don't we do we'll well, the I'm big shows? Going, well, I'm 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 going chronologically by day. Mm-hmm. So, like, I want I want to do Double or Nothing last. I want to give them their because we haven't done we haven't had them in a while. So, I want to give them their them the main event spot. No pun intended. So why don't we while we're waiting okay. for Steve? We'll, we'll we'll backtrack and give Steve a chance or Nate a chance to. Uh, get his picks but let's talk let's look ahead to um tomorrow saturday in jeddah i think it's in jeddah isn't it yeah it's in jeddah at the superdome in jeddah for the night of champions uh seven matches all but one of them for championships actually two of them there's seven matches five for titles and two uh, are grudge matches. <laughs> grudge. So both women's titles, the tag titles, the IC title, and the return of, it says the inaugural, but the return of the World Heavyweight Championship, which, again, is the one that's being used. Uh, the, the lineage from 2002. That's what I've heard. So, part two, Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar. Of course, these two wrestled at Backlash. Cody won. Um, I don't know. Does Cody win again? Uh, is this a best of three and Brock wins this one? Like, uh, I'm not sure what the plan is now for this short-term situation with with cody what do you think boy there it's hard to tell because you would think cody would win again and then go for the title um but actually have a a definitive win until instead of like kind of like that fluke roll up Mm -hmm. and there you know he quote unquote broke his arm on raw but boy he's he's tough and he's even hunter came and said i don't know cody this isn't good (laughs) Right. When Hunter, you know, you don't see Hunter on television that often. <laughs> so they're really trying to play up that he is, you know, the the underdog who already had a fight injured last year with his torn pack. So I, if he doesn't win definitively and it's another fluke. Right. Is Cody that strong of a contender? I know Paul Heyman's like, oh, he's stronger than ever coming out of WrestleMania. That is not the case. Right. Yeah, we are like <clears throat> right now after the Brock match, it's you know diminishing returns right now. So yeah. I don't know who's going to win this one. You would think Brock would win in terms of do a best of three, because otherwise Brock's going to look pretty stupid losing to Cody on a fluke roll up and then losing to Cody Rhodes with a broken arm. So my my pick's going to be Brock. Yeah, I have a feeling Brock may have to win this one, and then I think they will have. And then I think, I don't know if both of them will be in Money in the Bank or if Cody's even going to be in Money in the Bank. 
and then maybe Brock and Roman have a uh, Brock and uh, Brock and Roman. Listen to me. Brock and Cody have their um, rubber match at SummerSlam. Could do that too. So we'll see. Um, the other uh, non-title match is Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus. Um, Trish now the heel, turning on Becky. I mean, obviously, this is probably just Becky um, needing a big Legends win. It's kind of what this is. Do you think this is kind of not the right place for it? Do you think this should should, should have been maybe at SummerSlam, Steve? Trish Stratus, you know, back in the ring. Yeah, it seems to be a bigger match. And I, I think as a card as a whole, there's some decent matches on here. But they're, Night of Champions, like these Saudi Arabia shows, and I don't have the numbers at all. They don't give us, you know, anybody the numbers for Peacock. It's just, There are shows that don't seem to be talked about in the same regard as SummerSlam, Mania, Royal Rumble, Money in the Bank. But I feel like right. they want it to be. Right. Because I, I would say five of the seven matches here are pretty are pretty big deals in some way or another. Right. Yeah, definitely. So I yeah, I, I feel like unless it's just Trish once is just doing a you know a, a handful of months and then calling it a you know she's just coming in for like three or four months and then gonna be gone and then Becky will go on to something else. I do like the this feud. I do like that they're bringing back a legend and it's not just for one night only. And someone who's still in great shape can still go. And having a star of one era versus a star of of this era. It's a pretty um, compelling feud to me. Uh, but yeah, I think this, you know, this might be close to for her to be done. Yeah. And I also Trish Stratus that... is a judge on Canada's got talent and who knew that and who knew that that was even a show. <laughs> you sadly. Um, no. <laughs> um, I think that'll be a fun match. Uh, I think Trish is is definitely. I think what we're going to be need to be seeing is in is Trish in working shape. Mm-hmm. Um, is is you know I mean obviously we're not expecting 2004, 2005, 2006 Trish. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Becky is one that can kind of protect her and uh, um, you know help her along, get her get her under her feet again. I don't really remember her doing a ton at WrestleMania, but that sh- match was also, you know, painfully short. Um, so I'll be curious to see how the pacing of that match goes and how Becky, uh, you know, will kind of help her out a little bit. Um, I do like the fact, and maybe this is, you know, maybe we need to, either, it's either WWE forcing it on them or maybe it is uh, Saudi Arabia kind of being a little more open to this because they, you know, they really have no choice. But we have not one, not two, but three women's matches on this card. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's gotten a little bit better as we've gone along with uh, with um, uh, this time. The, the, the Saudi Arabia shows. Um, so we have two women's matches. The Raw women's title is 
Bianca Belair continues her reign. She'll take on Asuka. Um, they wrestled at Mania. Um, did Bianca... Who did she wrestle at Backlash? Um, questions that you're putting on me like I watch Backlash. Come on. Yeah, like you, even know <laughs> like you even know what you're talking about. No. Um, or Backwash as my Ring backwash. of Honor. Show. It was... Uh, uh, EO Sky. Oh, no, she, she, she wrestled EO. Okay. Um, ironically, uh, I did watch that match and it was excellent. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Bianca wrestling. Um, I mean, she's the hard, one of the hardest working champions in that company. She sold the belt for over a year. I saw her win it in Dallas. She beat she beat Becky. I saw Becky beat her, and then I saw Bianca beat her back live both times. Mm. Um, her and Asuka had a good match at WrestleMania. I wouldn't say it was great. But it was good. Um, I don't think this one will be too, too bad. I think it'll still be solid. I think Bianca wins because I don't think they've – because her reign's reached almost, what, 500 days, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they have anybody off the top of their heads that they would like to beat um, to, to beat Bianca. I don't think they have somebody in mind yet. I don't know if they know what they're doing. In general, know, or just like with, his, with her, uh, just just in <laughs> in general with some of these things, like is, you know, with both Roman and Bianca, you know, who's left? We've talked about this a lot. They feel like they've gone through most of the roster. Are there people that Bianca hasn't gone against yet? Charlotte. Mm, probably not because Charlotte Charlotte uh had been a had had the other belt. Yeah. So they they went against each other in 2021. Oh. When Charlotte was the Raw champion. Hmm. Yeah. So maybe that will be like a rematch down the line. Yeah, I can see that. But they definitely are running out of. Uh, they definitely are running out of um, Bianca opponents. And yeah, and for the, and they're both talking uh, in interviews about wanting to wrestle each other. So that could be. That could be the next time. The next thing something happens. Right. Uh, definitely. And who knows think, if like Alexa Bliss if that, if she'll be involved in anything? Yeah, she exactly. Um. Uh. I I think Bianca wins here. You know me, I love Asuka, but she's become kind of bulletproof. And I think they're just waiting for the right person to um the right person to to take the belt off her. Mm-hmm. So um the intercontinental titles on the line. Gunta is defending against Mustafa Ali. Um I think Gunta will bounce like crazy for Gunther, I don't think I don't think you're gonna make I don't think this is gonna be a chop fest. I think this no. is gonna be uh I think I think Mustafa's gonna run around like crazy and um uh and and take like crazy bumps all over the place. That's what I'm thinking. Um uh 
and I think I think Gunther keeps it because we haven't had the time yet to figure out what Gunther's going to do with his belt. A lot of people want him to win um, Money in the Bank, but I don't think Gunther needs to be rushed, Steve. No, I, I think I've even seen an interview with him recently where he said he doesn't think it's his time yet, that he thinks he has a lot to do still before he gets right. to that point, which is playing it very uh, politically correct for, uh, you know, wrestling in general, not to, you know, not to complain. He's kind of an even keel type guy, it feels like. Right. So, you know, yeah, it seems like a pretty simple squash match. I think Brock made him look, Ali look like a fool on Raw this past week. I don't remember what he said, like grow up or get a life or something to him and Gorilla during right. the show. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah. Um, um, so I think Gunther does keep the IC belt. And, uh, but I think Mustafa Ali, it's going to be different than obviously their, the, the match with him and, uh, Sheamus at WrestleMania. It ain't going to be like that. Mustafa Ali's not that kind of piece of meat. <laughs> um, the SmackDown women's title, Rhea Ripley defending against uh, Natalia because we got to give her her token title shot every year. Right. You know, her. I was just thinking the same thing. It's like no. there, at every off-pay-per-view, when there's a new champion, you got to have Natalia get, get her shot. Yep, Uncle Brett. Yep, yep, yabba, 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 Uncle Brett. Yabba, yabba, look at my cats. Yabba, yabba, Uncle Brett. Um, obviously, Rhea's going to win because we don't like We don't want to tell you to win anything. Um, <laughs> but, uh, uh, I mean, Natalia's a good bumper and she's a good worker. So I think her and, I think her and uh, Rhea will be fine. I think they'll work fine together. Um, uh, Rhea is in a good spot right now. Um, she's kind of the face of the, the 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 SmackDown brand. She is pretty much the face of Judgment Day. It's not, it's not fucking. Uh, it's not um, the Prince. I almost called him Prince Debit. It's not Finn Balor. Um, <laughs> she's definitely. I think this is her best spot as champion. I think she kind of righted the wrong of a few years ago when she had a job to Charlotte, which was kind of stupid. Um, I uh, I like where Rhea is right now. I almost like her almost in a better place than Bianca because Bianca just doesn't have any challengers around her. Um, do you think that's a problem now for the women's division, Steve? It's very top-heavy, for sure. Very top-heavy. Mm. They're, they're, you know... Becky, Charlotte kind of comes and goes. It felt like they were going to do something with damage control. But with Dakota Kai injured now, you know, it might just be Bailey and EO feuding at some point. But yeah, very, very top heavy. Um, and you can say the you know, kids kind of say the same about the men's division, but not not to the extent that the women's division is. You just have to start raising some of these mid Carter's up, and it can't just be Natalia <laughs> all the time. Here's a trivia question for you. When, How long has Natalia been a member of WWE? Um, 
2008? Very close. Very good job. 2007. 16 years. Wow. I knew I knew she was there in 2000. I definitely know 2009 because that's where JR and I are on the on the mothership. And she's currently I don't think she's actually started wrestling consistently yet. I think she's just managing uh, the Hart Dynasty. Mm-hmm. Where we are in, in 2009. Um, I don't think she's a consistent worker yet. Um, listen, I, I just. My issues with her are. Uncle Brett, Uncle Brett, hey, look at me, Uncle Brett. Um, the stupid fucking cats. Uncle Brett, Uncle Brett. It's the same crap over and over again. And she came off as so, like, douchey on Total Divas that I just, <laughs> I don't know. It's just me. Um, anyway. I think her and Rhea will have a good match. I've never discounted her in-ring work. And I think that'll be a fine match, and I think Rhea wins. Now the tag team title situation is interesting. I, I'm I'm a little leery about this. So, of course, the uh, our champions, Kevin Owens and uh, Sami Zayn, defending against Solo Sokoa and Roman Reigns. So obviously, uh, the Saudi Arabians get the big guy, but he doesn't defend his titles. We'll save that for maybe Money in the Bank, but obviously. SummerSlam in Detroit will be probably when he defends it next. Um, why do I have an odd feeling? No, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen because Roman would have to lose. And even if he doesn't get pinned, he still loses. So I do not think that they win the titles here. No. I think that's stupid. Um, or do they? No, I don't think they do. I... I think this is just all kind of the cover for Roman and Solo, you know, continuing that that story. This is the right. backdrop of it. The story has gone away from Sammy and is now towards the rest of the of the bloodline and that eventual match or breakup. And it's compelling. Right. It's still compelling that that part of it. Because, you know, Solo's getting a little bit of dissension with Roman now, too. It's not just the Usos. So, it's yeah, it's, I, you know, I'm thinking the next chapter in the story will be Usos versus Roman and Solo. Wondering if one of the Usos will get a title shot or maybe it's Solo gets a title shot. It's uh, It's a good story. But, yeah, I think this is just the way they're going to continue that storyline. And... You know, I think it would just be, it's too early for Sammy and Kevin to, to lose the belt. Um, yeah, no, I, th- I think so too. And you put another belt on Roman and all you're doing is just tying, up, tying yourself up. Mm-hmm. I know it sounds, it sounds funny in a fanboy like, you know, WWE 2K something to just give him all the belts and, and have a big laugh. Mm-hmm. But I just, I don't think that's, I don't think that's, that's going to happen. I mean, there's a, eventually there's some logic that's got to be here. So I could easily see this ending in just a fucking schmoz. Mm-hmm. Um, so. And that leaves us with the big match. The inaugural, yeah. not really inaugural, but the return of the World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, the last guy to hold it was Randy Orton. He uh, he was champion, and he defeated 
um, John Cena at TLC 2013, and then the two belts merged, were renamed, and then the big the WWE iteration of the big gold belt was uh, ended. Of course, it started in September of 2002 with Triple H, and then we all know what happened for the next 11 years. Edge held it a lot. Batista held it a lot. A couple of punk runs there. Jeff Hardy. Um, I'm guessing Alberto Del Rio. Edge. I said Edge. I think Kane held it once. Taker a couple <laughs> times. Ugh, 2010 Kane. Ugh! God, that Kane-Taker feud was dreadful. It'll be coming up on the uh, on the Mothership, on the Place We Podcast. We'll be getting there. Um, but now this belt is returned. And either Seth freaking Rollins or AJ Styles will uh, will be that champion. AJ, apparently, didn't he throw some shade on it on Twitter? I heard a little something about that. This, um, yeah, I can't remember what he said. We should probably. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Did he say it in an interview? Did he say it on here, that I, I got it here. It's uh, that it's secondary. That he believes it's secondary to Roman's championship. So he said, here's the so, quote. Is it secondary? Well, if the Raw championship is held by Roman, the SmackDown championship is held by Roman, then how can you argue that it's not? We had a made a new championship because Roman holds them all. What happens if he decides to wrestle for the World Heavyweight Championship? It is what it is, and we got what we got. If we make the best of it, and if and when Roman does challenge for it, we beat the brakes off of him, whomever it might be, then we'll see what title's secondary. I don't, you know, I actually think that's a a fairly good quote, to be honest, because he's right. That's what we're all saying. You know, nobody can beat Roman, so we created this other belt. And then bringing it back into the kayfabe part, you know, hey, if we if he challenges it, then then we'll see who wins. Then, then we'll know who's who's secondary. So right. it brings it right back to to storyline purpose. Yeah. Yep. So who do you? Yeah, who are you thinking? Uh, I'm thinking who, Seth. Yeah, that, that's what I think too. I'm thinking Seth. Um, I'm thinking he's earned it. He's you know. He had to do. He he made the Logan Paul match look a lot better than it probably was meant to be mm-hmm. at WrestleMania. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was a fun match. I think this is going to be a great match. It might be match of the night. Could even be a match of the year candidate if the two of them are locked in. Yeah, if they're locked in, they're giving up time. Sure. Yep. Speaking of locked in, who no, just are we getting back to Impact? The Unforbidden Door. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the purveyor of the Kings of Sport Patreon, the Godfather, Neil. What's what's going on, boys? You know, there's an old saying, Steve Willie. You know, muffin batter keeps on turning. Phil Brooks keeps on burning, and we're rolling, mm. rolling. That's as far as I could get with this musical analogy, Steve Willie. There you go. Uh, I just spent ten <laughs> hours at the, at, at the shoot job, so so you know that, that's as much as I can give you. But it, it is, <laughs> it's good to be back with you, boys. And uh, yes, we we've, we've got a lot of action to uh, yes, break down, which I'm sure 
you've you've already gotten a, a lot of the action, but there there's so much action. Well, we're gonna go back. We're gonna give you a chance here to go back. Uh, um, uh, of course, rest in peace, the lovely Tina Turner. She passed away obviously earlier this week, and we will hear Tina uh, at, at the end of the show. Um, so quickly, uh, Nathaniel, uh, let's go back to tonight. If you're listening to this on Friday, of course, tonight under siege. Uh, we're going to fire off the matches quick. Um, of course, Joe Hendry defending the digital media title, which Steve Willie thinks is, uh, you know, like a trophy or something, <laughs> against Dirty Dango. Um, ABC defending the tag titles against Subculture. Mm, another bad creation. Yes. Who do you like? Uh, give, give me ABC. Give me ABC. ABC. My boy Nick Aldis against Kenny King. Mm. Nick Aldis is such an interesting person to talk about right now because I I was having this conversation with uh, the professor, Chris from L.A., oh, uh, about who would be somebody that would be maybe a good surprise for AEW when they do that show uh, at Wembley. And I was like, why not throw a flyer out at Nick Aldis, kind of bringing it all full circle uh when when Aldis was at the first all in um but i'm 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 a, i'm i'm always going to root for that man Nick Aldis but but not not when he's going up against one of the former members of uh the the beatdown clan give me Kenny King wow okay give me Kenny King this man was on the bachelor scott he was <laughs> he was i don't know if that's going to help but we'll see trinity <laughs> Makes her impact debut mm. against Giselle Shaw. I like this matchup a lot. I think Giselle Shaw is underrated. Uh, but, yeah, there, there's no way Trinity's losing the first match in the door. No. No, that would be silly. Like, you could make the argument, and I don't know, Steve, if, if this is a prisoner of the moment, but you can make the argument Trinity is, by virtue of just being there, just showing <laughs> up to work, she's the biggest star in this company. Yeah, I can see that. Um, she's definitely got a lot more talk about her now than she has in WWE. Mm-hmm. For most of her career, she was, you know, barely much on on the back burner down down on the card. There's only a few moments in her career where she was closer to the top. Um. All right, Nate. Uh, Rich Swan, Sammy Callahan, and that awesome wrestler TBA. Uh, mm. Taking on uh, the design, Deaner, Angels, and Khan. I guess it, it kind of comes down to who TBA is, Scotty. <laughs> uh, you know, who, who Scott DeMore can back up the, uh, not, not the Brinks truck so much, Steve, but the, like the Air. Brinks, uh, <laughs> the Brinks cart, who we can back the <laughs> Brinks cart up to. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, like the little airplane cart when, when they're serving peanuts and ginger ale. just a little Brinks cart full of cash. Uh, But give me uh, Callahan, Swan, and TBA. What if it's Eric Young again? Mm. The guy who just keeps on going back and forth between... (laughs) Eric Young, who was famously murdered on Impact Television. Yes. Yes. That doesn't stop anybody in Impact. (laughs) He's alive! Uh, All right, this this one we... Steve and I were having a good chat on, uh, Nate. So there's a six-way to determine who will face the world champion at against all odds. Alex Shelley, Eddie Edwards, Frankie K, Gresham, 
Moose and and Yamora. Mm. Uh, Steve and I both said that it's probably going to be Gresham. Yeah. But I, for a, on like a side out of my butt pick too, think that for a lifetime achievement award, maybe Alex Shelley. Mm. I mean, Shelley. But I think Shelley's, my tells me probably Gresham. Yeah, Shelley's obviously somebody that has a lot of uh, cachet in this company, mm-hmm. you know, with what he, him and Saban did. But it, to me, it's got to be Gresham because I feel like given the fact that AEW and ROH kind of fumbled the bag with Gresham, like that's the best time to get somebody, Steve. You know, mm-hmm. when, when they might be, you know, feeling disrespected and feeling like they have something to prove and have a chip on their shoulder. And so to me, you kind of, this is the time, and, and all of this is, is not to say that Gresham doesn't deserve it because he's a talented performer, but I think if you got a guy with that skill set that is motivated to show somebody else like you drop the ball with me, you know, it's, it's like when you lose 50 pounds after you get dumped, Steve Willie. Like no, this. wait, what? <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, you know I'm, I mean, I'm I'll sure. take the first part, but... Some of our part. listeners have been there. You know, you, you get dumped, and then you, you go to the gym, and you just train all day listening to LL Cool J, I Need Love, but maybe that's just me. Uh, but I think there's something to the motivation factor. So, yeah, give me, give me Gresham. Okay. Yeah, I'm kind of feeling that, too. Trey Miguel, your boy. I feel like he's been X-Division champion for, like... Roman length, um, taking on another uh, lifetime achievement guy, Mr. Saban. What do you think, mm. uh, Nate? Mm, so we got Chris Saban against the Tribal Trey. The Tribal uh, Trey, the head yeah, of the card table. Yeah, the head of the, the head of the card table, which is right <laughs> next to the uh, not right next to the Brinks card. Nice six to the Brinks uh, ginger ale cart. Yep. This one is interesting. So. If you were going to go with, like, Alex Shelley as your underdog pick to win that six-way and maybe even ultimately win the title, I think Saban would be a fascinating pick because you could use option C to have the machine guns go at it for the world title. And there's a world, Steve, where I think that's a really cool story that you can tell, but I don't think this is the time to tell that story and we'll probably never get another time to tell that story again, <laughs> uh, unfortunately. But if I'm saying that Gresham is going to win the six-way, then I think that uh, I think the trade retains, unless you want to do a story where Shelly goes into the X Division to battle Saban for the belt, knowing that option C might be his only shot to get you know a chance at the title. Which could also be kind of interesting. So you know what? I I've talked myself into uh going with Shelly in this one, actually, Steve. <laughs> I'm going with Saban. I'm Saban. Yeah, I knew what you yeah, I knew what you got. <laughs> that would be funny. It's actually it's possible. It's possible. Because if Saban wins, uh, like Shelly had his shot in the sixth way, he lost it. And he's like, you know what? I, I got one more left in me. I'm Mark Mark Henry wearing a pink salmon coat. Uh you know, we're, we're, we're brothers saving, but I need this. And that could be an interesting feud uh, that is more realistic than those two going after the world title against each other. Mm. Uh, 
Deanna Peraza will be defending the knockouts title against Jordan Grace. If Grace mm. loses, she can't get another title shot as long as Deanna's champion. Steve seems to think that Deanna's, uh, that Jordan's going to go off and do some powerlifting competitions. So she may actually lose here and be gone for a while. Mm. I agree with Steve, but not for the powerlifting reasons, although that is a good reason. Um, but I think that if you give Deanna the win here, it gives a chance to set up Trinity Deanna, you know, down the line. Because uh, I believe it was reported that she signed through the summer. Uh, and so this gives this gets Jordan Grace out of the picture. A plausible reason why she's not in the main event, even though she's good enough to be in the main event of the knockout scene. So yeah, give me give me Deanna plus Scott. Come on, we 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 love Deanna Perazzo on on this show. Yeah, we do love. We do love Deanna. Um, and then finally, our main event: Steve Macklin, Mrs. Mister Perazzo. Uh, mm. Taken on at PCO in a no DQ um, for the world title. I think I think both Steve and I thought this match was going to be sloppy fun, mm-hmm. um, but we think Macklin's going to retain because I don't think PCO is the guy meant to beat him. But no, no. yeah, a, a nice little bit of clubbering here uh, between PCO and Corey Macklin's nephew, uh, <laughs> but. But but yes, thank you, Scott. Uh, but yes, if if we're mm. we're of the belief, the three of us, that Gresham is going to win the six way, it does no favor to the title to switch it here. Uh, I think you keep it on Macklin, give him a good win in a fun, you know, kind of beat him up match, and then his next big opponent on the horizon is going to be Jonathan Gresham. <laughs> uh, I agree. Like we both kind of said that and. And then Nick Aldis gets his shot, you know, somewhere down the line. Rumors are Slammiversary, but there's shows in between that. So, all right. So there's your under siege picks from now officially all of us. Let's move ahead now back to Jetta. And Steve, you and uh, Nate, you came in in the middle here. So we'll do a quick backtrack. Becky and Trish, what do you think? I feel like this, like this isn't going to be the end of this story. Like not in Jetta. Uh, and also right. since, since Trish is Trish, much like edge, you know, going back to the draft a few weeks ago, I was actually surprised they drafted those two Steve Willie, because to me, if you're spending, and again, maybe I'm thinking too literal, uh, with this, but if you're putting a draft pick on a Trish Stratus or an edge versus making them free agents, then that means they're going to be around for a little while. And so I think Becky. I think Becky takes the L here and we run it back, you know, stateside and then Becky gets like the rightful comeuppance uh, or Trish gets the rightful comeuppance and Becky wins there. So you think this will extend at least probably to SummerSlam? Yeah. Like I I, I don't think that, and I don't want to say it as a waste because they're obviously getting paid a boatload of money. Like this is the actual Brinks truck. Uh, versus the Brinks cart that Impact had. Uh, They get (laughs) paid a boatload of money for these shows. So I feel like, yes, you know, you can have a big match like Becky and Trish on this show, but these shows are also kind of like a bit of a multiverse. 
you know, we saw the season finale of The Flash last night, which uh, or two nights ago, which talked about multiverses a lot and alternate Earths and alternate timelines. I think you don't end this feud unless it's a proper stateside show. Mm. And SummerSlam to me, like that's arguably one of the biggest women's matches you can make, you know, for SummerSlam. Right. I agree. Um, this was an interesting one that, that Steve and I were, were chewing about. Uh, Brockus taking on Devontae mm. part two. He thinks, he thinks uh, Devontae eats the pin here. I think so too, but not like it, it, in much the same way where at uh, Backlash, Cody kind of skated away with one. I think Brock skates away with one on this one. Like maybe Cody's a bit too reckless and forgets that he's injured. <laughs> and <laughs> that's the reason why Brock wins this fight. And that sets up the rubber match at SummerSlam since obviously they are they're fully committed to this story, Scott, of Cody yeah. having to earn his shot. And they're trying to reverse engineer this WrestleMania story when they had one handed to them and decided not <laughs> right. to do it. Um, so mm. I think Brock, Brock wins here in, in Jetta. Okay. Um, all right. Time for the title matches. There's five. Uh, we'll start with the got five Raw main events. And then I want your five main events anywhere in the world, even Saudi Arabia. Bianca, your girl, defending the Raw Women's title against Asuka, rematch for Mania. Um, we had this, we discussed this. I definitely want your thoughts, Nate. Who do you like in this match? And is Bianca in a weird place now? Um, she's had a long reign as women's as as Raw champion, but how do you think she is right now in a position? Is she kind of stuck? First of all, who do you like in the match? And then what do you think of that? What do you think of Bianca and her position? Uh, Bianca wins, and in terms of her position, uh, I think you know, and we talked about this on the NWA podcast uh, a week ago. Bianca has been given so many feuds that the buildup is trash, but she makes up for it in the match. Yeah. And, and, you know, like Becky Lynch might be her only really good feud. And even that feud started with some shenanigans when she lost in like 10 seconds or 15 seconds. Shenanigans. Yes. (laughs) So I I feel like Bianca, Bianca's had terrible booking, Scott, for the majority yeah. of her title reign and has been able to overcome it because, A, she's good in the ring, but, B, she's a likable babyface. And so, you know, I've heard people say maybe she needs to turn heel. I think eventually we'll get the Bianca heel run, but not right now. Like, she's so important as a babyface in this company. We saw it at WrestleMania when she was out there with the dance team of the little girls from Compton. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we see it when she's out here on all these – uh, talk shows. She's doing the Make-A-Wish stuff. She's selling DoorDash. You know, heels can't sell DoorDash, Steve Willie. You don't want to order food from a bad guy. And so I feel like, you know, you could say stuck, Scott, but it's it's not anything of Bianca's doing. It's mainly the booking that hasn't been great around her. And then also, like, the dumb idea where we're going to move Rhea to I keep Rhea on Raw and move Bianca to SmackDown, even though I might have that backwards because Rhea's been on both shows forever. Uh, right. 
But we're going to have both of these women on different shows, but they have the championship of the opposite show. Like, it feels like that should have been something we talked about yeah, yeah. in a meeting somewhere. Like, how do we make sure both women have the right titles on the right show when we do the draft? Uh, but, but yeah, Bianca might be stuck in a certain sense, Scott, but I think she's good enough and popular enough to kind of get, withstand this. Okay. It's such an odd move. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, how did they not think this yeah. out? Yeah, like, I think even on the show when she got drafted on, the, on that SmackDown, when she called herself the SmackDown Women's Champion, and then ever since that episode, it's like, nope, she's still the Raw Women's Champion. <laughs> Speaking of the SmackDown Women's Champion and Rhea, she takes on Natalia. Mm. And as usual, it's a throwaway because it's Natalia. We went through the whole thing already. <laughs> uh, we think Rhea keeps it. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you feel that, too. Yeah, Natalia is, uh, you know, all respect to Natalia. I, I respect Natalia, but come on. This is, this is, a, this is a foregone conclusion. Perfect secondary pay-per-view match, <laughs> as we both said. Um, for the Intercontinental title, Gunther defends, Gunther Gable Willie defends against Mustafa Ali. We said this, we said, Steve, uh, Nate, that this is obviously not a meat slapper, because, you know, Mustafa Ali's more like beef jerky. But, <laughs> but this might be a fun one for Mustafa to kind of bob and weave and duck and run. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a different kind of match for Gunther. We think he's going to keep it, but this might be a fun one to watch. I think it'll be a fun match. I think, you know, Ali should have that crowd behind him. I feel like this match maybe came at the wrong time for Mustafa Ali, though, Steve, because I think there's a way that, you know, if this Saudi Arabia show were six months from now, where you could keep building the story of Mustafa Ali and you're also building Gunther into a spot where he's ready to challenge for the world title, you can have a drop at the Saudi Arabia show where Ali gets this great ovation, uh, you know, in a non-American country. And Gunther takes the L, but he's also moving on to bigger and better things in that world title picture. I think, like, you know, if, if they had planned far ahead, like, that's something that could have happened, but... As it stands, like, no. Like, Gunther's not dropping the title to a guy who is undergoing his maybe third gimmick change in the last year. (laughs) Like, no, it's not going to happen. We had talked, too, about even this week, Rock throwing shade at Ali, basically telling him to grow up or you're a geek or, you know, something like that. Aren't you still on 205 Live? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> oh, Brock, Brock doesn't know who that, what that is. No, it really doesn't. One of his pecs is 205 pounds. Um, um, the tag title match, we were, we were kind of tiptoeing around because we're not sure if this could get ugly or not. But Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn defend against Brock. And, uh, Brock. Jesus, I did it again. Roman and Solo mm. Sokoa. Um, we cannot see Brock. Or I did it again. Not Roman. Seen. They really done it this way. <laughs> wow. I am so brocked in. Not mm. locked in, Brock. Um having Roman win the tag titles is absolutely stupid. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. him being a belt collector will just really ruin the whole thing for everybody. Um so obviously this will be some kind of a mess. Could they even get away with him losing the match 
does it fuck around with the with the thousand days or whatever? Even if not really, I guess because although he hasn't been pinned since what December of nineteen, I think or something. I don't know. I don't know why um, they booked this match. <laughs> I don't either. Because here's the thing. That's a great so, and I, and, I, and and Scott, we're, Steve, and I are going to need you to talk less about Brock on this podcast. You know, the Lesnar, the better. Um, oh, I can't be brocked in. <laughs> <laughs> you can't be brocked in. Uh, but I think that if Roman, like Roman's not going to take the pin. Like let's let's be real here. Roman's not going to take the pin. But the thing is, no. if Solo takes the pin, then what are we doing? with this story about Solo being the enforcer and, like, he's the guy the ancestors sent to keep tabs on Roman and the Usos. It it kind of detracts from Solo's mystique. So it's like you've got Sammy and Kevin, two guys who you don't want to take the titles off right now, Steve, mm-hmm. against two guys who, like, you really can't pin either one of them. I think it's just, like, we had talked about that – this is just a chapter of the story, you know, whether it's the Usos getting involved. And I, honestly, or... it probably should have been, they probably should have saved that Usos rematch until Jetta. Mm-hmm. Cause that would make more sense. Right. So I, I think yeah, yeah, I Sammy agree. and Kevin retained, I just hope, you know, and obviously when you talk about Sammy Zayn going to Saudi Arabia, there's political stuff around it. I hope, that that doesn't seep into the match in terms of the crowd response. Yeah, they showed, I saw Sammy um, at uh, Mecca today mm. praying, which was was pretty cool. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, he was, you know, incredibly happy about it. So I, I think that hopefully won't happen at all. Mm-hmm. And I believe this is the first time Sammy's going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because I think he was like the one first? guy or maybe the most vocal guy that was like, I'm not going. Right. And since Syria and Saudi Arabia are starting relationships back up mm. again, is. Yeah, you know, no, they're. Yeah, ooh, Saudi ooh, Arabia so, and Syria. So Steve, Steve Willie is saying what we get at the end of this match Uh-oh. is Sami Zayn looking at the crowd. You know, when I got here, a lot of you people probably didn't like me. And, you know, maybe I didn't like you guys either. But if I could change and you could change, then maybe everybody could change. (laughs) (laughs) You make me cry. (laughs) So so what's that mean? Sammy Sammy climbs up to a mountain and go, get up! Get up! Um, so, all right. So, according to, here's the, here's the, this is Zane's first Saudi Arabian event since the WWE live tour in April of 2014, mm. due to the relations between Saudi Arabia and Syria being restored after they had been suspended amidst the Syrian conflict that broke out in March of 2011, which resulted in Zane not working in any of WWE Saudi Arabian events since. This also marks Owen's first Saudi Arabian event since the greatest Royal Rumble, in April of 2018, as he had not worked any of the other events in support of his boy. So it's nice to see them there. And finally, uh, uh, Nathaniel, uh, 
the World Heavyweight Championship reinaugurating a ding a ding a ding. Which I don't know if you know this or not. We talked about it earlier, Steve and I. Apparently, they are re they're they're reactivating their original World Heavyweight Title lineage, mm. the one that started with Triple H in September of '02 and ended with Orton when he mer- when they merged the belts at TLC 2013. It's so weird. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is very. Weird. I told him, I said, even though AJ made a good point on Twitter, I don't know if that's going to affect him or not, but I think Seth wins this. I think he's earned it. Uh, he's been great. He's, he's not put up with stuff, but he's had to deal with a lot of these weirdo feuds, and he had to wrestle Logan Paul and beat up, uh, mm-hmm. what's his face, monkeys in the, whatever that, in the, the whatever that suit, the suit he was in, the okay, polar bears. Bye. Yeah. Um, what, uh, so we think Seth's going to win. Do you, do you think differently? Do you think AJ wins it? Seth obviously wins it. Why? Why would we? It doesn't work on either side, Steve. Because if mm-hmm. I'm SmackDown, I drafted this guy, <laughs> and it's like if he wins, he goes to Raw, and I'm stuck with Gallows and Anderson. It's like no, that that's not happening. Uh, and if I'm uh, Raw, it's like well, that we created this title because we don't have any world title on this brand, uh, so. I've had an issue, and, and Chris uh, had a rant about this uh, a week or so ago, like, and, and he's a lot more passionate about this than I am, uh, but I don't know why this tournament was even opened up to SmackDown performers, <laughs> because you have a title to go for. Uh, and, and so, yeah, like, the more I feel about, the more I think about this, Yes, Seth is going to win, and Seth deserves, you know, this big win. He's he's been one of the best performers in the company, bell to bell, and even with his character work, for the better part of the last two years. But I feel like this tournament just further illustrates to me, Steve, that they got it wrong at WrestleMania when they didn't pull the trigger and put the titles on Cody, or at least one title on Cody. There's yeah, right. there's yeah, at least. There's so many ways they could they could have even done like a ladder match or something like that and had like a schmas finish and they each got one or you know they're gonna have so many different ways and then or just wait to have the draft <laughs> wait to do I forget who said it somebody said you know uh it might have been Sid SP3 over at True Hill Heat when I was on with him uh on the night one of WrestleMania show they did where he was like you know Paul Heyman could have come out and said you know actually you won the Royal Rumble, and that gives you the right to challenge for one title. Mm-hmm. Or a title. Not both titles. And Cody's going to go after the one his daddy never won. And that's an easy way you could have split the belts and still have Roman with this historic reign. Because that I, I, that's that's the thing we were saying too, Nate. The Thousand Days is, ta- is connected to the Universal belt. Mm. Not the WWE belt. He's only mm-hmm. held that belt for what? 400 days? Because he held it, he's it's such a mess. You know, it is. It is. And I've said it all along, and I've said it many times on this show, Nate. The dumbest thing they did, even though I was there live, and you know the crowd was kind of hot for it, the dumbest thing they did was have the Brock Roman merge the belts match from Mania in Dallas. That was mm-hmm. that was just stupid. They painted themselves into a corner, and I feel like we kind of alluded to it when we talked about it last year. But I feel like they really screwed the pooch on that. And, uh, um, uh, kind of painting themselves into a corner. 
because somebody should because I think uh, Cody should have won something in L.A. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. I still think he's going to be hot the whole year, and I still think they'll go into Philly next April. You know, pretty pretty hot. So yeah, Cody that, Cody is hot, much like Bianca Belair. Cody is hot in spite of the booking. <laughs> right. Totally. Totally. Um. So there you go. There is your Night of Champions picks. So now we've done the Friday show. Now we've done the Saturday show. Now we'll do the Sunday shows. Two of them. We will begin in Lowell, Massachusetts at the Songus Center, where actually there'll be a few PT beers. Oh. Mm. Battleground NXT um, with a six-match show. So it'll be, you know, probably an hour and a half, two hours. Uh, going on simultaneously with some other show that I don't remember. <laughs> we'll talk about that one last. We'll give that the main event slot tonight. So, six matches. We have one, two, three. All four titles are on the line. And the Heritage Cup, which I had forgotten about. I forgot about the Heritage Cup. Is it an actual trophy? It is, yes. right? Yes, oh, it yeah. Is. It's a cool trophy. It is a nice trophy. It looks like the, looks like the Campbell Cup. Um, so six matches. So we'll begin. The tag team titles are on the line. Gallus, Mark Coffey, and Wolfgang taking on the Creed Brothers. I feel like this is finally the time that the Creed Brothers win the tag titles. I feel like they, they're always a day late and a dollar short. I don't think they've ever held the titles, have they? No. No. I think this is the moment they do, Steve. Yeah, they, they... They definitely cooled off a bit since their diamond mine days. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I do think that this is their time. You know, everyone seems to have been really high on them within the organization. They have a great style. And, you know, at some point with some of these teams and some of these, you know, wrestlers down there, you're going to have to take a chance on them. Mm-hmm. And they're also, they've also been kind of burned where they put champions on people, and then almost literally the next day they're called up. Mm-hmm. And right, I don't think the Creed brothers are at that point right now where there's any danger of them being called up, so you can actually no. keep storylines going with them. Right. I agree. I agree. What do you think, uh, Nate? Yeah, like, and I'll preface this by saying I am very... Uh, casual <laughs> to put it uh, mildly with my viewing of NXT but I would go uh-huh. with Steve as well on this and, and go with the Creed Brothers because to me I think one of the things that NXT has always had is yes you've got people that come in and they're these hot prospects or these international stars or you know performers from someplace like Impact where you know these guys and girls are ready to go within a couple months Yep. But they've also always had people that we're going to have down here for a year or, you know, 16 months or two years before we bring <laughs> them up. And they're going to be, you know, you you need the glue guys, Steve Willie. You need people like Tino Sabatelli to keep the brand <laughs> strong. And, and so I feel like, yeah, this would be a good time to put the belts on the Creed brothers and just let them cook for a while. It's been really hard yep. since Riddick Moss got called up. You know, where you lost that Tino Sabatelli type. <laughs> Tino Sabatelli type. And I want to just clarify that I do watch NXT. I've watched it a lot. 
it hasn't been in the last few years, <laughs> but I have watched it quite a bit. On Peacock. <laughs> well, let's not go that far. On Peacock. <laughs> this match is going to be amazing. In a last man standing match, Ilya Dragunov and Dijak. I think these two are going to beat the crap out of each other. I am pumped for this one. Nay, pumped for this one. Yeah, and I did catch the segment they did on NXT this week. Mm-hmm. Like the uh, closing segment, I thought that was really effective. Um, but again, I, I, I'm not keeping up with these stories enough to, to know, Steve Willie, who's got the momentum, who doesn't <laughs> have the momentum. Uh, you know, there's a lot going on. The NBA Finals, the NBA Conference Finals are going on right now. I'm already fast-forwarding to the finals where we can uh, coronate the Denver Nuggets because uh, either Miami or Boston, doesn't matter how long that series goes, uh, Jokic is going to destroy either one of those teams from the East. Uh, but I have a lot of affinity for Dijak. I, I'm glad that he's back. I I don't know, though, Steve. Is he one of these guys that is here for a cup of coffee before he gets called up? Or is he going to be one of these guys like uh, like a Roddy Strong, who is pretty much an NXT lifer until he goes somewhere else? Um, so, mm, I'll go with Donovan on this one. Oh, okay. Just going Steve? with my gut. Okay. Sean, Sean was interviewed this week on a conference call and he was asked about him and he's basically like, look, I literally have no idea who are getting called up and who is not getting called up. And so I think specifically he was asked about Dragunov and was like, I, I honestly don't know. I just do the best with what I've been given. I can't see Dragunov. Dragunov is pretty well beloved. And unless they're just going to throw him in with Imperium because he has a foreign-sounding name, I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon. I like Dijak. I don't know why he's, like, an NXT lifer. The guy's, like, legit 6'10". He's got a great look no matter what kind of gimmick he's in. I, I just don't get why he hasn't been on the main roster for, like, two years at this point. Not sure what they don't see in him. Um, I do think Dragunov's going to win. I have a feeling this is going to be um, more than one match that we're going to get out of this feud. Uh, yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. Um, I like. I think. I think Dijak wins this one. I keep. I keep forgetting he's from Massachusetts. So oh, we have sure. a North American. We have a North American triple threat. Wesley, we like. We love Wesley. Defends against Tyler Bate. And Joe Gacy. This is a tough one. Um, yeah, I feel like they're. I feel like they finally got to give something to Joe Gacy for for that crew. Um, it's hard, but I have a feeling this might be the time that 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 Joe Gacy. Uh, no disrespect to Wesley, and he's had a great run as North American champion. But I feel I feel like Joe Gacy may take this one, Steve. It's tough. I think I don't think Wesley's going to come out of this with the belt. Mm. Tyler Bate is another guy who I they started him so young 
and they pushed him really hard, and then he's just kind of piddled away. And I think that this is something that could give him a bit of a boost. So my initial thought was Tyler Bate. You might be talking me out of this because I can see Joe Gacy stealing one. You know that mm-hmm. that the you know the two kind of more darlings knock each other out and he sneaks a pin or something like that. Right. So I'll just I'll just stick with my initial pick and say Tyler Bate. Mm. Okay. What do you think, Nate? I, I think you have to think bigger. You know, when you're looking at this card, Scotty, because, yes, this is a big show for NXT, but it's also a show on a day where it's probably going to get overshadowed. Right. And so big moments might not have the lasting impact that they may have if this were like an NXT show on a SummerSlam weekend or something like that, where it's attached to a bigger WWE proper show. Uh, And so or a main roster show. And so, you know, again, you know, I, I think you have to dig deeper here, Steve Willie, and, and read the tea leaves. You know, Apollo Crews is no longer on this roster, but you have to open up your third eye, Steve. And, and so we've got so many talented performers in this, but, but I'm looking at Wes Lee. And when I hear his name, it reminds me of Spike Lee. Oh, wait, what? And Spike Lee always told me, Steve, to do the right thing. Uh, so then I look back at Wesley and I think of Wesley Snipes. Oh, Jesus. And Wesley Snipes once told us, Steve Willie, to always bet on black. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not on DraftKings with my backlash predictions, but if I were to place a bet from the uh, from the Brinks cart that Impact has rolled up to me for all my years of support, I'm going to say Wesley retains only to lose at a bigger event. Wesley pays his taxes. Um, so, so, um, all right. So all of us have a different guy. Interesting. It is interesting because now that I'm thinking about this Spike Lee, Mm. I'm thinking about the famous documentary about the hurricane when the levees broke. Mm. And then when I think of Scott Levy, I think of Raven. Okay. <laughs> what about him? And then what about Raven, who has virtually the exact same gimmick, you know, is Joe Gacy, right? Mm. So maybe Raven comes and helps Joe Gacy win. <laughs> so this I'm going to switch my me- pick from Tyler Bate to Joe Gacy mm. because this of Katrina. Who also might get involved. <laughs> I can this see Katrina coming back. Blues. These <sighs> picks are giving me more better blues. Mm, um, there it is. There it is. <laughs> um, the NXT Heritage Cup. I haven't talked about this in a while. Um, British rounds rules match. Noam Dar. Who I still think looks like my good friend Mike Valenti from the Squirt Circle Cycle Babble podcast. Um, defends against Dragon Lee. I think this match is going to be a lot of fun. Um, I don't know what the British rounds rules are, but um, uh, let's see. Heritage Cup doesn't say what. Uh, no, I don't see any of the. No, I don't see any of what, what it Didn't actually Impact tried to do a British rounds gimmick a few years ago. Yeah, this was and this was also an NXT UK, which, um, mm. you know, I, I didn't really see, but. 
Um, yeah, this is going to be a great match. I definitely think Dragon Lee is going to win this. I believe they have high hopes for him in NXT. Matches consist of three, six three-minute rounds with 20-second breaks in between. Matches are two out of three falls. Falls can only be won by pinfall, submission, or countout. Once a fall occurs, the round ends. The match ends once a wrestler has won two falls. In the event of a DQ or knockout, the match instantly ends without the need for two falls. If all six rounds are completed, whoever is ahead on falls wins the match. Dies. Interesting. <laughs> Speaking of Mark Andrews, he was in the inaugural tournament for the Heritage Cup. Mm. It was, well, there were two, actually. Uh, well, it was Alexander Wolf and Noam Dar, A-Kid and Flash Morgan Webster, Dave Mastiff and Joe Connors, and then Trent Seven and Kenny Williams. And A-Kid won it. He beat, he beat Trent Seven in the final. That was the inaugural tournament. We have another vacant women's title situation because Indy Hartwell went to SmackDown. No, wait. She went to Raw. Um, so, Lyra Valkyria, Valkyria and Tiffany Stratton for the women's title. And I think Tiffany Stratton wins. Nate, what do you think? Yeah, so, you know, if, if you open your mind, Scott. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah. You know, they used to show a commercial late night, you know, here in Virginia. And I'm sure it was in... Uh, the Northeast, as well as in in Steve's neck of the woods, uh, for a college. It was Stratton College, mm-hmm. and and yes. they, they wanted you to go online to open your mind, and uh, that, that's all I have on that. Um, <laughs> Stratton. It's, it's, it's interesting you say that <laughs> because where I grew up, you telling, mm. telling me to free my mind and the rest will follow. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I used to go to the mall and. Mm. One time at the mall in Woodfield, a certain singer came by, okay. and her name was Tiffany. Mm. And she drove in on a lawnmower that was a Briggs and Stratton. <laughs> Steve, mm. I don't think we're alone. No, yes, I don't. Yes, that, that'll be our new gimmick. We just get cryptic and, and <laughs> yep. get the audience to Steve, open the third been, eye. Steve, it could have been so beautiful. It could have been, been so beautiful. right. Mm. Um, and my but pick's yeah, gonna be right because I I Come do on. think <laughs> Stratton's going to win. <laughs> yes. Like like I, I've I've been thinking, Steve, and this is how again how tapped out on NXT 2.0 uh, I've been. Like I feel like I remember when Stratton debuted, and I remember a lot of the marketing for the episodes on USA when I was watching Raw, and it felt like Stratton was a bigger part of this show than maybe she actually even was. At the time, so it feels like we've been primed as an audience for this coronation. So yeah, I, I think it makes sense to give her the belt and and give her a decent run with it. Yeah, I was okay. I'm going to go way off the deep end here, um, and I'm going to let the listeners look into a little bit of my life and what the kind of things I do. So I had some paperwork to do from work at home, and usually when I do that, I have like a sporting event on in the background and I've seen the basketball games. Usually during the regular season, I would pop on a basketball game, like the, an NBA TV, like the hour versions or it was too early in the week for there to be a baseball game on at lunchtime ish. So I turned on the world cross country championships (laughs) from about three months ago. 
I, I don't even know what channel it was on, but it had to be a part of the, it might have been like CNBC or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they would do the ads on YouTube channel that were YouTube TV, which were related to the NBC stations. And the one that kept repeating over and over again was Tiffany Stratton for NXT. And it is clear by the number of commercials on the World Cross Country Running Championships. And yes, Kenya won <laughs> the team competition for the the women. I believe Ethiopia won for the men, it could have been. But the fact that they were pushing that so hard on the NBC network, they have good things for her too. And that is why my pick will be, I don't know who is facing Tiffany Stratton. So really what I should have done there was gone to the other people, person who's fighting <laughs> Tiffany Stratton. But I will say Tiffany Stratton. We haven't even gotten to AEW yet. <laughs> I can't even imagine what songs we'll be quoting in the, when we get to that. What songs are we going to quote when we get to that, for God's sakes? Mm. Um, uh, all right. or nothing. Chicks are for free. Mm. <laughs> Maybe do you know the Muffin Man? The Muffin Man? The Muffin Man? I, I'm ready for the AEW talk because I, 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 have, a, I have a statement for fans to make. That's mm. right. But we still have one more. Uh, we still have one more uh, match here, and do that we? is our. And that is our. Do we? Do we, Scott Criscola? <laughs> are, are we doubting what's going to happen in this match? No, not at all. Um, <laughs> I just wish that Mello would just stick with the Laker logo. Just wear it all the time. I don't care that it's not that we're not Mania weekend. I loved. No, he can't. Especially Laker not logo. after this past week, Scott. He he can't do that. <laughs> well, plus they're also in Massachusetts. So what's he gonna have? Like I said, well, right, they won against. <laughs> so now, now Melo's gonna have a Celtics logo uh, when he comes out. That's on, his uh, gimmick. Whatever, whatever city he goes to, if they have an NBA franchise, he, he changes the logo into that team's color. Oh, that would be awesome. Then I would collect all the Melo shirts. I would collect them all. Um, so yeah, let's go. let say Carmelo's gonna win because Braun's gonna eventually go somewhere. So, so there is NXT Battleground. Going on simultaneously mm. with the with the show that we are talking about now, the main event of the weekend. Because I will say it is the main event of the weekend. Although I feel like they kind of ignored it for a while because they were trying to pimp the crap out of the uh, Wembley show. But AEW, they've got Sunday so many night. shows to promote Wembley. This uh, Collision show, which may or may not have the Muffin Man on it. Yep. I've well, heard it pretty much confirmed at this point. Yeah. Mm. I think they worked out the Ace Steel thing, which I think is fucking stupid. because a shit about Ace Steel. Uh, he's actually been around oh. for weeks at this point. Yeah, he's been around for a little while, which is crazy. He's working from home. <laughs> right. I mean, you can't bite anybody when you're at home alone, no. Steve Willie. <laughs> On a side note, guys, before we continue, this is the first time that two major promotions will produce major events head-to-head since April 2nd, 1989, um, when we had WrestleMania five and Clash of the Champions six. Mm. And our those main events that day, Savage vs. Hogan and Flair Steamboat two out of three falls. Which, by the way, you'll get both I'm gonna go to stream NXT. What's that? You'll get both matches of that quality. 
<laughs> yeah, on NXT. Um, so, Double or Nothing, the big show, Sunday night by AEW, uh, taking place, of course, at the T-Mobile Arena, because that's Vegas' thing. Uh, I feel like this is a show that will not go nine hours. There's nine matches, all of them on the main show. There's no pre-show. All right, we begin. An unsanctioned match between Adam Cole, Bay Bay, and Chris Jericho. Sabu, why, is the special <laughs> so guest. I love, I love things that are so nonsensical and mm. random and just utterly this absurd. Is, this is really absurd. I don't know what the hell he's even doing here. The only this, this is going back to this is going back to 14-year-old Tony Khan wanting to yes. relive it. His yes. fanboy ECW days. Yes. And bring him in. Because there totally was a, this uh, the Tony Khan press conference today, the phone call uh, before the show. He said that his father called him, contacted him after Sabu showed up because they <laughs> saw Sabu together in ECW and Tony Khan was like 14 or whatever. So <laughs> there is something to that because the only other association is and I'm aging myself here, but I know both of you know what I'm going to talk about. Uh, the ECW tape where it's like Chris Jericho faces Sabu for the mm -hmm. first time ever, and it was right. like on every ECW tape and every ECW commercial. That was the only thing. My favorite part of it though is how much Taz sold it because of the history Taz and Sabu have. Mm -hmm. One of the right. biggest ECW feuds ever. It's like, oh no, oh, I know what that is. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, I have no idea. I have no idea who's gonna who's gonna win this. I mean, I'm gonna guess if they continue. It's a question of if this storyline goes beyond Sunday. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't, Adam Cole wins. If it does, right. I can see the society coming in and helping Jericho win. What do you think, Steve? I, I think Cole is definitely going to win because he's got bigger things. He's got bigger fish to fry. He's going to take MJF at some point. Mm. It's yeah, that's what I, I firmly believe that, that he's going to be the one that at some point defeats him because they have that whole story built up with him coming back. He was the focus of the all access show. Mm -hmm. He's, someone who could be the face of the company, probably more so than MJF can. MJF goes out, but, you know, Adam Cole passes the Today Show test. Right. <laughs> he can go on Ellen if Ellen yeah. was still a thing. All right. Pete. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, what do you think, Nate? Uh, I think if this is a long-term feud, Jericho gets the win, even though this is Cole's first major match since his return. Uh, but I'm with Steve. Like, I feel like this is going to be a one and done, most likely. Mm -hmm. uh, and Cole gets the win and is positioned for bigger and better things. I think the question is, though, because you talk about MJF, and maybe this is the good thing about having a guy like MJF who, in storyline, like, pisses off every member of the roster. There's believable challengers up and down the roster. It just depends on how you want to tell that story, whether that's an Adam Cole, whether that's a Darby in a one-on-one -on -one match, whether that's an Eddie Kingston, 
you know, uh, get right. back into the mix. Mm-hmm. Like, I think there's a lot of interesting opponents for MJF down the line. So, yeah, I, I think Cole gets this and gets some uh, forward momentum. Okay. All right. Uh, I think so, too, actually. I think so, too. So here's a six-man tag. Ethan Page and the Guns against the Hardys, Jeff, Matt, and Hook. And if the Hardys win, Matt Hardy will own Ethan Page's contract. Mm. Yay. I swear to God, this story with Matt Hardy <laughs> and contracts. has been going on for like two years, Steve. It is, it is definitely gone on for over a year. There's no doubt about yeah. that. It goes yep. back to Andrade. Someone should do a, a video of the history of this, like a half hour documentary of the history of the Matt <laughs> contract scenario. Mm. Like <laughs> exactly. Like a Ken Burns documentary. Yes. We can uh, actors. <laughs> yeah, it, gosh, yeah, since Andrade and then they merged and then Andrade mm. had their contract, but then Andrade went away, and that's where the like, firm came Leo in. Rush was there for a cup of coffee. Yeah, and the firm's together, but not really together. <laughs> They're, like, kind of together. And then the whole feud was over with the firm deletion, which, you know, that's the end of the feud. They've been deleted. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, now they're back again to continue this. And then mm. Brother Zay, Isaiah's injured, and I don't know if that's legitimate or just storyline. So they bring in Hook because you got to have Hook. Everyone loves Hook. <laughs> and it just won't end. So it's clear who's going to win here. The Hardys and Hook. Mm. Hook Hardy. Hardy Hook? Hook Hardy? We have to think Hook Hardy? We have to think doing shots at some point. <laughs> um, Laurel and Hook Hardy? <laughs> what do you think, Nate? Yeah, I think it'll be a fun match. The Hardy team wins, obviously. But I'm I'm not looking forward to the Ethan Page contract storyline. I'm sick of Matt Hardy and contracts. Uh, also, you know, you mentioned the firm, uh, Steve Willie, and I think maybe the biggest misstep on the firm is it feels like it's been a huge misuse. I'm not going to go as far as to say a waste, but a huge misuse of Stokely. Mm-hmm. And I think what Stokely can bring to the table, because he's felt like a nothing. And when you got a guy that can talk like that, he shouldn't feel like a nothing on your show. Oh, yeah. I mean, the the... God, years ago when they had the original uh, deletion, you know, the original compound stuff, mm. it was, uh, we broke that down. <laughs> I think it was Clotheslines and Headlines. We did almost an entire show in eight. Yes. You know, breaking that whole video down. And I have to be honest, the only parts that I liked of that firm deletion were Stokely's part with mm. the Hardy kids. There was stuff that legitimately cracked me up. Yeah. With like the, the power wheels deletion was chasing so... them. So kind of weak. Like we didn't get the Lake of Reincarnation. We didn't get no. some of the creative cameos that we saw from the original, you know, final deletion stuff. It 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 was Steve. It was like a lesser version. Like it felt mm-hmm. like, you know, like I feel like the the Hart, Matt Hardy Bray Wyatt was like the Hardys and the Wyatts was like the watered down final deletion. Yeah, this felt like on par with that. Like, I'm not even going to say slightly better. This felt on par with that. Yeah, I, yeah. I agree. It was, it was a huge disappointment to me. Very big disappointment. But the Stokely yeah. stuff was hilarious, to your point about he needs to do more. And 
I don't know what it is, though. I don't know what it is to do more. What he can do. I don't think he, you know, I don't think Ethan Page really needs him. No, he should be with people who, yeah, Ethan could talk fine. I actually like the Ethan Page and Matt Hardy storyline when they were Mm -hmm. like, all of a sudden starting to be friends. And it seemed authentic. And then Hardy turned out of nowhere. It's like, man, Hardy's the heel here. Matt's the heel. He's being a jerk. <laughs> Ethan started. Ethan started cleaning his act up. And and I think like Stokely should be with somebody. And this is not to say that he's not a good talker because I don't feel like he's had a chance to grow as a talker. But like Stokely and Powerhouse Hobbs, I think could be fun. Mm-hmm. Almost like a Heyman Lesnar type of deal with those two. Mm. Are you saying you? Don't like Hobbs with QT Marshall and Aaron Solo. <laughs> uh, how does QT Marshall keep finding jobs in this company on screen? Like I'm not, I'm not against QT Marshall. Uh, you know, the trainer in, and even the yes. creator. I, you know, I don't know what I'm not against him having employment with this company. I think he's talented in certain aspects, but a weekly on-screen character is not one of them. Steve Willie. <laughs> hmm. Next up, this is a quickie. Uh, Jay Cargill will defeat Taya Valkyrie mm. to keep the TBS title. I think that's I pretty, sure hope so. Yeah, I think that's, yeah. I think that's pretty cut. Yeah, I like Taya a lot. Like, I think from her stuff in Mexico and Impact, and uh, like Taya's great everywhere she's been except for NXT, but that wasn't her fault. Uh, no. but uh, yeah, this feud is not nearly hot enough, you know, to take the belt off of Jade. Honestly, I think that. Honestly, and this is this is more so revi- not revisionist history, Steve, but uh, maybe uh, recency bias. Honestly, I think now that Willow Nightingale has you know had this amazing upset victory due to unforeseen circumstances in Japan, I would love to see them run Willow and Jade back. Yeah, because we've all we've all three of us have said. We all think that Jade's holding this until Chris Statlander gets back. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like they're just kind of stalling. Yes. And just seeing how, okay, who can we get now? Who can we get now? Yep. But then you Entire. run the risk of, of maybe having to have Willow be the one that beats Jade. Mm-hmm. Taya has been in NWA for a little bit. Her and uh, Camille have had some killer matches. Mm. Um. But yeah, I, I can't see. I don't see Jade losing here. Um, here's here's how much uh, Steve Willie that I thought that I don't have faith in Taya. I thought this feud was over. Yeah, she, well, yeah, Jade, Jade beat, her beat clean. Taya. Yeah, Jade beat. Yeah, she he's she's already beat her. And it was like it was a little over. a weird gimmick match. Like they couldn't use you know yeah. she couldn't use Jade's finisher because they both have the same finisher. But yeah, that was that was definitely a thing that happened. Um, <laughs> So that, that and that's what gives me gives me credence that things like uh, th- this is a stall out right now. <laughs> they j- they just don't have, you know, what are they going to do? Like pick up Marina Shafir? She's beaten everyone on the roster that She's I just cleaned out the division, Steve Willie. Yeah, my and I said this, I believe, in a chat with us at, at, earlier today. I hope that Jade dresses as Tina. Mm, yes, yes, for her outfit because she usually doesn't outfit at all the pay per views. She 
The She-Hulk one was incredible. Mm -hmm. The, uh, of course, the Storm. I mean, that's that's her look to begin with. Uh, was incredible. The what was the one that wasn't so great? There was one that was like from Thundercats or something, or oh yeah, didn't yeah, work yeah. so well. It's like uh, Tara. Yeah, the, Tina Turner, Jade, if you're listening, get on it. That would be pretty great. Yeah. Uh, we have an anarchy in the arena match. You know this thing's going to be a disgusting mess. <laughs> oh, this is going to be. This um, is what all the ECW matches brawling in the stands wish they were. Yes, yeah. Sabu's going to make a cameo in this match. <laughs> he's going to show up in the wrong match. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's not going to know what he's doing. Uh, <laughs> so the BCC and the Elite. Um, I think the BCC wins. Mm. I do. Nate? I would say you have a great case for the BCC, Scott, if not for the hangman page of it all. He's my this guy, is, so I'm okay with this that. Is, you know, this is, and I made the analogy on the NWA podcast last week. This is like, when when New Edition got back together, it wasn't truly back together until Bobby Brown showed up. <laughs> uh, and and Bobby Brown in this case is Hangman Page. It's not a it's not a, a perfect analogy, Steve <laughs> Willie, but it's not a one to one. Wait a second. <laughs> Hangman's had a lot cleaner life than 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 one Bobby Brown, but I feel like, uh, you know, this elite reformation. And I liked what Hangman said this week on uh, Dynamite, where him and Kenny were never friends, but they were family. Uh, and and I liked that, like they didn't forget the story that they told for a year with Hangman Page by bringing him back into the Elite. So I feel like the Elite get the win, uh, just for the fact that, to me, and I love the BCC, but I feel like the one guy that doesn't quite fit. Because to me, you've got guys like uh, Claudio, like Mox, like uh, Brian Daniel Bryanson, Daniel Bryan Danielson, uh, one of those guys. Like you've got guys that can be badasses and people like them, but they can also boo them because they're being such good badasses. <laughs> That's not Wheeler Yuta. Like to me, Wheeler's Wheeler's a baby face. And he can't. He can't be this asshole because that's not Wheeler Yuta. And so I feel like Wheeler's going to be the guy that takes the fall in this match uh, for the uh, Blackpool Combat Club. And maybe this leads to a Wheeler Yuta babyface turn where he gets kicked out of the group and he goes against his mentors. Because I feel like that's the money here, Steve, is it's not in the Blackpool Combat Club itself because all those guys are pretty much made men. At this point, right? I mean, it's in like three can of them we, Hall of Famers. Yeah, it's like, can we build somebody new? And I think you can build like not a new guy because he's been around for a minute, but you can build a new star that can go on in your company in Wheeler if you do this split and you know he becomes a baby face out of this. Yeah, and they did. I don't know. I haven't watched this week's Dynamite yet, so I don't know. If they showed this on TV, but Wheeler took the loss in the Ring of Honor tag team match between mm. he and Claudio against the Lucha Bros. Yeah. And at the end of the show, or perhaps after the show, 
they all three of them got into Wheeler's face for being the one to take the fall. So there is possibly something to that. Um, I do think it's going to lead to blood and guts between the two teams at some point. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know where Takeshita's going to end in this all because Don mm. Callis was trying to play him, but then they also stabbed Takeshita because they wanted him to join, so they stabbed him with the screwdriver. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. also, Don Callis got busted open and knocked out. That on accident, but it still it still happened. So, mm. yeah, there, there's still the Takeshita part of it, and there's still this lingering Kota Ibushi thing out mm. there, which... It, it just, I think that's what a lot of people are waiting for. Or maybe I'm waiting for it more than anybody else, uh, especially with Forbidden Door coming up. Mm -hmm. So I, I think the Elite are going to win just because of the style of match. But there's more to this. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Okay. Love your thinking on that. The women's title. Jamie Hayter. I love Jamie Hayter. I like Tony Storm, but I love Jamie Hayter. I think she keeps it, Nate. Mm. So here's the thing. And I said it. Uh, here's the thing, Steve Willie. Uh-oh. Here's, here's the thing on the thing. Uh, I'm, I'm not above recycling material. Oh, no. Sometimes you have to. You, know, you reduce, you reuse, you recycle. Uh, and I said it on the NWA podcast this past week on Post Wrestling, Steve. There's going to be a lot of people focused on this match. You know, Scott, there's going to be me mm -hmm. and you, uh, yep. your mama and your cousin, too, mm -hmm. rolling down the strip on Vogue's, <laughs> coming up, slamming Cadillac doors. Give me the outcast because they are running the risk of becoming damage control if they don't get some hardware. Because they've been doing like the WWE style booking, uh, you know, with the outcasts where one week they get the upper hand, the next week the baby faces get the upper hand. And it's never a sustained, like, we've got to get rid of these girls because they're terrorizing this company. It's like, oh, they got us this week, we'll get them next week. And so I feel like, you know, Jamie Hayter's done a fine job as champion, but the outcast needs something, Steve. And I like I like Tony Storm a lot in this role, this heel role with Outcast. So I say give it to Tony. Wow, wow. There's something going on. Like I, Jamie Hader is either injured storyline or for mm -hmm. real. For the longest time, it was the Outcasts just beating up on like the jobbers, and yeah, now it's going back and forth for sure. Uh, I think the money is in Jamie Hader versus Britt. But I can actually see this one going to a blood and guts at some point as well. Ooh. Mm. A, f a female blood and guts. We haven't yeah. had that oh, before. Oh, can you imagine the people clutching their panties <laughs> about that one? <laughs> oh, could you just... Um, women bleeding. You can't have women bleeding. That's not a thing that ever happens. With women bleeding. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> yep. So certainly yeah. not something you'd ever see on a monthly pay per view. No, definitely not something. In a, no, absolutely not. 
Hmm. So I, I think Jamie Hayter will re, um, retain. Tony has had that shot in the past. Mm-hmm. I, I will say that she I was excited. the uh, interim champ for a while. Yeah, but then they deleted. They retroactively deleted the interim. <laughs> so if we want to go back in history, it is now officially recognized in the long lineage of the AEW mm. women's title. Mm-hmm. It goes back to, I believe, Hackenschmidt. <laughs> Gloria Hackenschmidt? Yeah, Gloria. Georgina Hackenschmidt. Georgina. <laughs> Georgina, like Harvina. She wasn't afraid to bleed. <laughs> I ain't afraid to bleed. Is that uh, Alice Cooper? No, that's only women bleed. Only women bleed. No, they don't. You can't have that. No. <laughs> um, I think, Jamie, the, what I did want to say, though, is the two of them had a match before a few months ago, and it was one of the best women's matches AEW has ever had. Yeah. So I, I think this is, you know, say what you will about Jade. Her matches, I think, are a spectacle, but they're never great. This can be a great match. This could be one of the show stealers of the night. Mm-hmm. Hot take McGee over here. Hot takes McGee. <laughs> um, all right. Hmm. We have... A 21-man battle royal mm. for the okay. international championship. All right. <laughs> Orange Cassidy is defending against Ricky Starks, The Butcher, The Blade, Bandito, Commander, Lee Moriarty, Big Bill, Ari Davari, Tony Nese, Chuck Taylor, he's still in the company, Tremperetta, Kip Sabian, Ray Phoenix. This sounds like a match from four years ago. Penta El Zero Maido. Miedo. Swerve Strickland. Brian Cage. Jay White. Juice Robinson. Keith Lee. And Dustin Rhodes. Mm. We can go all over the map here on who wins this match and becomes international champion. My pick? Jay White. Hmm. Me think Nate. I think this is. I think you're making this a lot harder than it needs to be when you're predicting this match, Scott. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of great names, although I do feel like you know the Lucha Brothers should probably have a tag match on the show. Right. <laughs> probably. Uh, but I feel like to me, Orange Cassidy has been. You know, and I, I know you, you're biased against Orange Cassidy, Scott. Uh, mm-hmm. Your bias is showing here. Uh, yep. But he's quietly put together a really good title reign. Uh, and I feel like if Orange Cassidy is to lose this belt, I don't think it happens here. I think it's a little cheap. You know, even though, like, any of these guys could make a good champion, theoretically. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe not the Butcher or the Blade. I'm sorry. Uh, but, <laughs> like, Ray Phoenix would be a fantastic champ. Uh, you know, Jay White, fantastic champ. I, I think Ricky Starks, like, you know, that guy's amazing. But but to me, Orange Cassidy, when he loses this title, I feel like it's going to be his next one-on-one defense. Because I think he's had like 20 title defenses, something something like that, Steve. Yeah. And 21. Yeah, 21, I think now. 21. Okay. So, like, I think the grind is just going to get to him. Like, going through all those 21 defenses, plus this, you know, multi-man match, he's going to win, but it's going to just wear on him. You know, and again, I think... This is like Nightfall, the Batman comic, where 
Bane broke Batman's back, but he only broke Batman's back because Batman was tired. Batman was Jimmy Butler in the bubble. Batman had fought all the other villains all day long, and Bane caught him slipping uh, at the end of the day. So give me Orange Cassidy, Steve Willie's favorite performer, uh, and uh, then he loses at his next big one-on-one match. Okay. Okay. Uh, I agree with your pick. I think Orange Cassidy is going to win. Um, the matches he's been having have been legitimately great matches. There's a little bit of comedy in him, but they're most like in a match with Bandito, which is yeah, absolutely yeah. incredible. Here's okay. I'm going to talk about the. This is where I, I I have to have an issue with people who are on the internet, and maybe it's my fault to, for reading it, because there's been so many comments, and there's been so many like. People who are like writing for major wrestling news sites, mm. and I'm not going to list any names because it's not even important. Um, but I need to explain. You things. know who you are, redacted. Yes. <laughs> so this is the blackjack, blackjack match. It's the you know twenty one blackjack, right? Mm-hmm. These are the things I've heard this week on major wrestling news sites. Who's going to be the Joker? Okay, there's there's no Joker <laughs> in blackjack. Blackjack is a I, I blackjack is a very simple game that many people <laughs> learn at an early age. It's one of the easiest card games like mm. that are played at casinos. I've heard that. They've only listed eighteen guys. Who do you think the three mystery people are? They have the graphic. It has 21 people in it. (laughs) Just because whatever website you read only put 18 names, the graphic is above it. There's 21 people. (laughs) Stop. Just be smart. (laughs) Just like common sense. I I am going to say that I am a bit disappointed that there's no number one contender thing going on here. That does kind of bother me. That's usually what I think the battle royal is for with for this pay per view. So, well, the the joke part of it is Scott that um, you know, from storyline aspect is that Cassidy has been taking on anybody and everybody, right? And yeah. it's been every week, and then sometimes he'll challenge the people himself. Uh, the the Kip Sabian match he had mm-hmm. uh, early on, Kip's like, you know, I threw this person out and he got a title shot. Should I should get it? And then Orange Cassidy is like, well, Trent threw you out, so I think Trent should get it. You know, his own tag team partner. Mm-hmm. Trent's like, wait, what? And so he's offered challenges. And so there was going to be an open challenge for the belt. And they had him backstage, and they're like, all these people have gone into Tony's office and requested a title shots. So Orange Cassidy's just been like, oh, I'll just fight them all then. So very mm-hmm. in tune with his character. So that's where this battle royal has come from that 20 people wanted to fight him. And so he's just taking them all on. And as the streak's going on, he's getting progressively and progressively more tired. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, it's an actually really good story just with humor in it. If it right. was any other wrestler, this is like the John Cena open challenge type mm-hmm. stuff only because it's orange Cassidy. He's wearing himself out and he's getting sleepy. And I think he's, he's going sleep. to like, somehow win this, give the thumbs up and then collapse. And that at mm-hmm. some point in the next couple of weeks, he will he will lose. And I think it will be to a very big name. I, mm. I think it would be someone like Jay White, um, that it will be somebody who's like a big international name on that roster. Nikola Jokic, the Joker. Yeah. yeah oh, <laughs> 
Maybe the entire Las Vegas athletics. Maybe they'll have that sign mm. by next week. And then all 1,000 of their fans <laughs> will come with them. That's so sad. It's really um, sad. Really sad. They're going to go 0 160. Well, they can't. Um, they're, they're not that far away. No, they're not. <laughs> so we have a ladder match, too. Mm-hmm. With the TNT title, Wardlow defending against Christian Cage. I think Wardlow wins this. Um, I just like Wardlow. I'm glad he's TNT champion. He's like one of my two or three favorite guys in the company, Nate. I like Wardlow, too. I don't know. I don't know if Wardlow needs this title, though. Um, I could see a world where Christian Cage wins this match, Steve. But I think I'm going to agree with Scotty on this one and go with Wardlow to retain. And the only reason I was looking at Christian Cage, though, is, is not, and it, this, this sounds like a disrespect to Captain Charisma, Scott, but the only reason I would see you putting the title on Christian Cage is because then you have an easy program for Jungle Boy to move Jungle Boy up to that next level. Mm. Yeah, I can see that. See, the easy answer would be that Luchasaurus helps Christian win mm-hmm. the belt. I, I think the better match is they've had some hosses, with the exception of Darby Allen lately, but I also think that was kind of a hot shot to get him to have the belt when they went to Japan with Sting and Muda. Right. But it's been like Joe, Wardlow, Hobbs. Lately, it's been like a, a big boy belt. So I'd rather see Luchasaurus be the one that that would win the belt than Christian, to be honest, because Christian doesn't need it. Uh, so I think Warlow's going to win somehow. Maybe Christian and Luchasaurus, you know, screw up somehow. But then Warlow and Luchasaurus needs to be the, the next match because he hasn't even wrestled yet since he's come back. I don't know if there's an injury or it was just the lawsuit over the mask that was happening. But he's been gone since that cage match with Jungle Boy. That was his last match. Mm-hmm. That was a long time ago at this point. We have the tag team titles on the line. This should be fun. FTR defends against Jared and Lethal. Mm. Briscoe is the Mark Briscoe is the special guest referee. I cannot see FTR losing here. Um, but Jared and Lethal will make it fun. Yeah. But FTR retains, Steve. I hate that I like Jeff Jarrett right now. <laughs> Jeff Jarrett is is the king of surviving. He's Beyonce. It's unbelievable. Um, yeah, the I might have said this the last show. I can't remember. I just I'm a constantly a couple weeks behind on on Dynamite, but I I know what's been happening. But I I got to watch the segment with Jarrett and Lethal and Satnam Singh and Sanjay Dutt at Mark Briscoe's house, and my God, it was actually legitimately funny. Hmm. I, I'm usually not one who laughs at some of wrestling comedy, but like Sanjay Dutt, oh, Satnam Singh basically was carrying one of Mark's, I think, nine babies he has at this point, uh, carrying the baby pretty much the entire segment. And Jeff Jarrett was going to play with my baby tonight. And then Papa Briscoe comes. <laughs> it was it was pretty good. <laughs> Sanjay Dutt was just dancing the jig the whole it, it was <laughs> supra- It was better than the firm deletion for an off, mm. off-site uh, segment. Let's just say that. Uh, yeah, I can't see FTR possibly losing this. Mm. Um, 
even with Mark as the referee, it, you know, and and then he shall should not be named until June seventeenth, coming back. Hmm. Yes, the Muffin Man. Mm. Uh, the Muffin Man will not be involved here. Um, but I have a feeling that the, uh, I think FTR retains. And finally, for the first time in AEW history, we have kind mm. of a, almost a throwaway match here, because that's what I think it is. Um, we have, we have MJF defending the, world title in a four-way with Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen, and Jungle Boy. I think this match is strictly to have a lot of jumping and flopping around. I don't think MJF loses to any of them. Um, so I uh, have a feeling that uh, MJF is going to, we'll get some threats and we'll get that kind of thing and you know, somebody may come close and that kind of thing, but but I um I do not think that any of these three guys have a chance against mm. against MJF. I don't. I think it's just a fun little little dancey do dumperoo to kind of keep thing. You know, just have a little fun a fun match for this show. But I do not think uh, MJF loses this, Steve. No, I, I think this is going to be an incredibly great match. I think they're going to do everything they can to not just have be the main event, but to be the best match on the show. And right. that's going to be, with the Anarchy in the Arena, that's going to be a, a tough go of it, but mm. you know, it's called the Four Pillars match for a reason. These are the people they want to lead the mm -hmm. company down the line. They're all very young. They all have a, a lot of talent. Um, so yeah, MJF will win. It will probably be via some chicanery. I also think part of this is to raise... I, I've noticed that Sammy Guevara has really not been involved much with the Jericho Appreciation mm -hmm. Society since they started this. Uh, ha, just hasn't even been around them. There's been no breakup or anything like that. It's just that it's switched. And right. I think this is part of it. I think they really want to highlight him. Mm -hmm. uh, and make him more of a main event player going on to the future. They've also haven't even had um, Tim Ello with him. I think she walked out yeah. with him for one of these matches that they've had in the tournament and just kind of right. gave him a kiss before she went to the back. So I've definitely seen that change. Um, Jungle Boy and Darby are kind of where they're at. Have you guys seen the Darby Allen climbing Mount Everest story? No. No. Yeah, he he's climbing this is legit. He's climbing Mount Everest next year. He's trying to get Warner Brothers or like Discovery Channel to like film it and document it. <laughs> and he's going to be taking time away to do this. He's even said in an interview today that he is uh working on his will to make sure that someone has his dogs just in case something bad happens. That's <laughs> someone gets the dogs in the house. So yeah, he's He's not leaving AEW ever. He said it on TV, uh, but he's like that. Basically, they let him do whatever he wants, and they let him get, take time off for this kind of stuff that he wants to do. So, hopefully, coming to Max, not MJF, but Max next year around Christmas time, is Darby Allen climbs Mount Everest. 
Let's just hope he just doesn't jump off and do a coffin drop off of it. That's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. That's crazy. What do you think, Nate? So, first of all, I, w- I will push back on your comment that this is a throwaway match uh, because of the point that Steve Willie just brought up, that this is almost like a test case. It's almost like, you know, these are the guys. This is maybe the first AEW pay-per-view main event that doesn't have kind of a legacy person in the match. You know, even going back to the first AEW pay-per-view, it was Hangman and Jericho. And it feels like we haven't had a main event that hasn't had somebody with some cachet, like somebody who hasn't already punched their ticket into the Hall of Fame. And so having these four young guys, your four quote-unquote homegrown talent in this main event, is it going to be the most remembered or talked about match on the show? Probably not, unless these guys just go out there and blow us away, which is something they're capable of doing. Uh, but right. it's probably not going to be like the match that you talk about coming out of this show. But it's a good move to like, hey, we're putting on a pay-per-view main event that doesn't have Danielson or Punk or you know a Jericho or Mox or Cody. This is these are our guys that we quote unquote built. We discovered these guys. We made these guys stars in MJF and Darby and Sammy and Jungle Boy or, or Jungle Jack Perry out here. Uh, like I feel like this is a big moment for AEW, but it won't be the biggest match on the card, even though it's the main event. Um, and that being said, I feel like obviously MJF is going to retain. Um, because as I mentioned earlier, there's so many good opponents out there for him. You know, we talked about uh, Adam Cole. We talked about, you know, one-on-one with Darby. We talked about uh, Eddie Kingston. I even think, and I didn't even have this idea in my mind until Chris brought it up on the NWA podcast. Oh, no, it wasn't Chris. It was my nephew, Andrew. Uh, ah. Andrew Thompson that brought it up. Like, Casting has openly said he's retiring after this year. Uh, the, the greatest, uh, the greatest hero the WCW has ever known, Scott Crisogola, the man called Sting. That's right. And what better way for Sting to go out than by having a title match against MJF where he does all his Sting stuff, but he loses, puts this young kid over. Uh, and and you know, I think Sting would, Sting would like to go out like that, Steve. You know, not knowing the man, but I feel like, yeah, give me a title shot, but a title shot where I can put somebody over as opposed to something that Terry would do or some of these other mm-hmm. people that Sting's worked with over the years. I think Sting would be all for one last big title match and, and, and giving back. Um, but I think the MJF as champion character, it hasn't always kind of clicked for me, Steve, but in this build up to this feud, I've enjoyed the work that MJF has done. Yes. And so there's, there's no reason to take the belt off him right now. No, there's, there's, there's really not. Like I said, the, 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 the point is really just to make the four of the more of a focus of the show and putting them in the main event over people like Kenny and Danielson and Ambrose and, and Punk, you know, all the guys who are long-term stars, long-time stars in order to make long-term stars. Yeah. All right, I I, uh, I I I guess I was being a little flippant. I wouldn't say I, I'm the only reason I'm saying it's a throwaway. Maybe it's not the right term. 
is that it's a foregone conclusion, but there's a lot of matches that are great that have foregone conclusions. So I will say that. My point is, this is the first time where I feel like an AEW main event just feels like something that's filling a slot. I would not be surprised, hot take boys, that the BCC Elite match ends the show. Mm. And the, and the MJF match will be the mid-main event. Mm-hmm. It's possible? <laughs> Kevin Garnett, anything is possible? <laughs> right. Um, I don't know, though. I feel... I feel like, because here's the thing, and again, it kind it kind of goes back to what I was saying, Scott, about maybe this being a test case for these young guys getting more mm-hmm. of a spotlight. If you're going to give them this match, then I feel like you almost have to give them like the main event spot, because okay. if they don't, then it kind of does feel like a bit of a throwaway, like you said. Like if we're not gonna put our full faith behind these four young guys, then why did we put them in this position? Mm-hmm. Good point. Good point. Okay. Well, I'm curious to see that. I'm curious to see. I, I have a weird feeling, but that's just me. All right, boys. We got through the busy weekend. We did it. God, this is, it's almost as long as the Mania preview. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's been fun, and I love you guys, and we had a good time. So, everybody, enjoy the weekend of wrestling. Um, three of the four shows will cost you minimally, <laughs> because three of them are on streams. Um just double or nothing you'll have to pay full price for. Although now, possibly, uh, uh, they may not be happening anymore down the line. Mm. Ray W. They though they may stream too. I think I think that's close to a thing. You saying they're gonna take it to the max, Scotty? Oh, <laughs> taking it to the max, to the max. Isn't that the uh, isn't that the diner on Save by the Bell? Yes, <laughs> yes. it yes. is. It is. Which Marcus uh, Vanderberg actually went to a Save by the Bell Max pop up oh, uh, shop yeah. in LA one year. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Steve Willie, you're the best. Where can everyone find you? Simply, oh, you can find me. Only the best. <laughs> Only oh, the best. Yes. <laughs> Why, what do you what do you th- what do you think I already downloaded to end the show with? Uh, mm. I got it. Just love Tina. Um, you can find me on Pot of Honor, which is a Yes. Program that Scott and I do regarding Ring of Honor. And I think the latest one we had reviewing matches of the year from 05, 06, and 07. It's been mm-hmm. up for a week or two now. And then we will be doing our next episode. We're doing a monthly episode. And we already have mm-hmm. already have a topic picked out. So I'm looking very for, much forward to that. Also, yes. been on the You Know What That Means the podcast. Best, the top five decisions Bully Ray made while he was in charge. <laughs> Wow. Um, <laughs> Boy, do we need another hero. Oh! <laughs> threatening a fan because... Yeah. Yes, oh, yes. Yeah. There's all yes, that was so wild. I, I almost forgot about that, Steve. He literally... Uh, kidnap is too strong a word, but uh, coerced a fan backstage to mm-hmm. atone for his uh, perceived crimes. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, so that you know, you know what that means. I've been on a few of the episodes recently. There is, uh, I, I think, Andrew Reese has volunteered me to be on the next episode, and that he's taking off. He didn't ask me, but he is. He has said that I'm going to be doing that. Wow. Um, yeah, you know, he's he's got some power in his in his mind. Mm. 
So yeah, you can find me on social media. Me, brother. Yeah. Just look up my name on social media or Instagram, Steve Willie One. Um, I don't know if I've even posted anything there recently, but no, if I'm, I did, I'm, I'm missing sure. my pizza pick, Steve. Yeah, well, I'm missing the actual pizza itself. There, there's going to be a couple of Chicago trips coming up this summer. I'm mm. going to try to make it to at least one Cubs game, at least one Sox game. Okay. Uh, yeah, so there there will definitely be a Steve pizza. Willie, the man uniting Chicago land together. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's okay to like both teams, people. It's okay to like the Mets and the Yankees, He'll go to both games with one of those half-and-half half jerseys. <laughs> Looking like the Kelsey brothers' mom. <laughs> it's like the you know, the old uh, like Sunny and Cher. You know. <laughs> like yes, the Sunny and Cher. Uh, I remember. Uh, and again, Scott said something earlier that dated us. Uh, here's something else that would date us because we, as soon as you said that, Steve, the immediate memory that popped into my mind was the old show putting put, on the put, hits. Put, putting on the hits. Yes, I knew you were going there. They had I thought lip singers. Yeah, lip sang like this was before The Voice or American Idol. We didn't really want to know if you could sing. We wanted to know if you could perform. And mm-hmm. there was this one performer. I don't know their name, but uh, the performer was a man, I believe. Uh, and half of his body was painted like was was dressed like Sonny. And the other half was dressed like Cher. And he sang I Got You, Babe, to himself. <laughs> and it was amazing. <laughs> Putting on the it's hits. Hard, they need yeah. to bring that back. Absolutely. On the hits. How many were those? 70? Or am I thinking of the other uh, DVD, uh, CD 134 set? 134 episodes. Wow. 134 episodes of putting on the hits? Yeah, 84 to 88. Uh, Dick Clark Productions, believe it or not. Yes. I, and I do sense. remember this. It was uh, like on WGN and in syndication. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Uh, That's what we if, watched back in the days, kids, before we had streaming services. Yeah. Or Friday night videos. You, I'm going further oh, back. Friday Friday videos was great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was basically Star Search. Yes. For some of us who didn't Star Search for lip syncers. <laughs> for some of us who didn't get MTV for a little bit. Mm. Um, uh, when MTV mattered. Nate, oh what is God. going on over on the Kings of Sport Patreon? Yes, the Kings of Sport Patreon. In case you haven't heard, Steve Willie, we, we back up. We are. The Kings of Sport is back. I uh, had a new episode a couple weeks ago, by the time you're listening to this, where Chris from L.A. was officially announced as the uh, heir to the Vanderberg throne. Uh, he is the new co-host officially on the Kings of Sport podcast. And we brought in uh, Ray Williams, who's going to be a guy that's helping us out with our shows, uh, doing a little work behind the scenes, but also uh, joining us on the mic. And Ray's a big combat sports enthusiast, so we might start putting out some different shows where Ray takes the lead and talks MMA and boxing. So uh, we're, we're refreshing the brand. We, we've got a new logo. We're probably have a new theme song by the time we get to our next episode next month. But uh, the Kings of sport is back. Uh, support us by going to the Patreon, patreon.com backslash the Kings of sport, five bucks gets you in the door. Uh, but if you want to sit in the VIP section with Steve and Scott and that one performer from putting on the hits, Mm-hmm. Uh, you could pay a little bit more. Um, How about the Aretha Franklin drag act that used couch cushions for breasts? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, that, that show was so random. Uh-huh. Uh, it, it was a moment. It was a moment in time. Uh, but uh, Kings of Sport is one place you can find me. Post wrestling is uh, the other main place besides here on the main event that you can find me. Uh, Post wrestling, the NWA podcast just dropped a new episode last week where we talked about uh, 
the Muffin Man. We talked about Trinity debuting in Impact. And we talked about uh, just Backlash and how great Backlash was and how that was kind of a singular moment in terms of the WWE leaning into a local fan base that we don't usually get. Um, so that was that was a good show. The only thing I hate about that show is we recorded it the night before or hours before because it was in Japan. Uh, Willow won the uh, title from Mercedes uh, because I think that would have been an interesting conversation uh, that we could have had. But uh, check out the NWA over on Post. Um, I'm also on the Multiverse of Color, formerly the DCTV podcast networks with uh, Brittany Monet, who is, it's a birthday. It was it her birthday, birthday yesterday. Uh, yesterday was Brittany's birthday. Uh, this, this is a shoot, brother. This is, we got to keep kayfabe up, I mean, Steve mm-hmm. Willie, because uh, this is Friday morning. We always gather on Friday mornings. It's not like we have jobs. Listen, uh, it's, it's like, let's really pull the pe- curtain back. It is Friday as we're taping this. In your, yes, in your it actually land. is. So yes, yes, the we worked ourselves into a shoot, Steve. <laughs> uh, so yes, <laughs> uh, but yeah, Brittany Monet, happy birthday to Brittany. But uh, Clement Bryant and Steve's favorite Vanessa Shark uh, is on that show, so you can check that out over at the Multiversal Color. That's the Lituation Room. Uh, for everything else, follow me on Twitter at in the number eight M O Z A I K. All right. Well, of course, you can follow me. On Twitter at Scott C Podfather. Please follow the brand on Twitter at PTBN Wrestling. We do the wrestling time travel. We post the pods there and do some other fun stuff as well. We have a great. We've had a great past week here on the network. We had a new episode of Nation Invasion. New episode of With This Ring. Uh, Dave Hall and I with a new episode of Through the Looking Glass. We redrafted the 2002 WWE Draft. Pretty fun. And we got some good stuff coming up this week as well. Don't forget next weekend is the Crockett Cup. So Dr. G and I will have extended NWA coverage. We'll have a Saturday special preview, and we will do a reaction special. Uh, we do Twitch commentary. I don't know yet. Um, mm-hmm. But we'll definitely have Great a preview. Work. Wow. It's, it's, it's two long days, believe me. Um, but we'll definitely have a preview, and we'll definitely do a reaction special. But uh, big Crockett Cup next weekend. So that'll do it. Gentlemen, it was awesome. Thank you, as always. Uh, for Brother Nate, for Brother Steve, this is Brother Scott. You've been in the main event. Enjoy the very long holiday weekend loaded with wrestling. If you're an animal, you can watch all four shows on Monday. We'll talk to you in two weeks. Hey, Steve Willie. Hey, Nate Milton. A uh, bit, bit of late breaking news here. So I actually uh, have a new job. Uh, that's the reason I was late this week, not because of my normal uh, day job, but I got a new job. And hmm. it, it pertains to uh, the Muffin Man, okay. uh, Phil Brooks. And, and so I've, I feel like this is a safe space where I can finally let people know uh, what my new job is. You know, people know I like to talk on the microphones. I've done customer service work. But my real passion, Steve Willie, is, is hmm. cooking. And so uh, when I went to my job interview with, with Phil Brooks and he said, you know, what can you do for me that these other cooks can't? And, and, and I asked him, I said, Phil, I know you liked muffins and breakfast pastries uh so i can do something that none of these other applicants can and i looked phil brooks in the eye steve willie yeah and i said i'll be your private baker baker for money cook what you want me to cook (laughs) i call you i need you in the heart